Welcome to Pop After Dark, a pop culture podcast that's not the same as all the others. Right, we're recording now. You're this is where you normally this is where you normally sing. Beep up, bop. Well, hello, welcome. That was all I had. Welcome to the Febby Febby first edition. Wait, was that Febby Febby? Febby Febby. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I started hashtag Febby Febby on Disaster Dark this month. What's hashtag Febby Febby? Febby is what I'm like, February's too boring a name. So I was like, Febby Febby, that, that's trying to make it a bit more street. Sounds tribal. Hashtag Febby Febby. Sounds like he was in Black Panther. Wow. <laughs> uh, welcome to Pop After Dark. Um, I'm so disjoined by Y2 as usual. Y2. It's not my full name. It's not first name Y2, second name as usual. Is it not? No. I looked your best if you get wrong. We didn't get to do one of these in January. No, no. It just whizzed by. Even though it was the longest month recorded in the history of time. We still didn't get to do one. Did you know January is actually 78 days long? It doesn't surprise me. It felt like it at times. It felt like it. So we've got a lot to catch up on, but first of all, we were going to try and get together last week, as we've done recently, um, when we've watched the Marvel film, we've normally been able to record a podcast quite quickly afterwards. Soon. Last week, Black Panther came out, we didn't get a chance to do it. Now, this episode is going to be about the BAFTAs and the Oscars. We've got to talk about both of those. Yeah. Uh, but first of all, we've got to talk about Black Panther. Now, as per usual, I've not told you how I felt about it. You I've not you told felt. you how I feel about it. So this is how... I felt about the Black Panther. I enjoyed the Black Panther. You enjoyed the Black Panther? But I didn't love the Black Panther. Mm. How did you feel about the Black Panther? Yeah, see, it's interesting because we're doing this, uh, we're catching up a week after. Because mm. in the UK it opened up last Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. And it was, what, Friday in the States. Yes. So it's a solid nine days since. Yeah. Um, and when I walked out, I'm like, yeah, Wakanda, sort of thing. Like, um, I was buzzing for it. But then a week later, I'm like, I know that I really enjoyed sitting there watching the movie. But a week later, I'm struggling to actually remember uh, anything, any real consequence. Wow. So, which for me is the perfect popcorn movie. Because yeah. you go there, you enjoy it. And then you walk out and be like, okay, that was a really enjoyable two and a half hours of my life. Um, now we rock on. But then when you, like, like I will with yourself, talk about what happened in the movie or, like, talk about what you enjoy about the movie, yeah. So, I mean, the, the first thing I think we've got to know is obviously we are two mid early to mid-30-year-olds, white, white people. We are white people. We are white people. Hashtag... Soap and white, too. So tell, white. You can tell by the walk in my shoes. I thought it was a stone. I thought it was a stone. Um, so really, I mean, the, the argument could be: what the two thirty-something white guys? What what right do we have to talk about the Black Panther? That was also quite a, a thing before the film came out. Was about um, white people going to watch the Black Panther and should they be allowed to? By idiots, obviously, okay. because race should never come into who's allowed to watch a film or anything like that. Yeah. But do you think? Um, we have got any credentials to talk about race in the film like the Black Panther. Absolutely, because we're, we're people like movies. Um, I think to say it doesn't matter what colour you are or what creed you are. Um, if you see a movie, you can talk about a movie. Um, I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's obviously so brilliant and obviously so long overdue that a Hollywood blockbuster has a predominantly black cast. And is ab- whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you forgetting uh, Boo and the day of Halloween? Always. <laughs> 
Um, it's brilliant. And We've never got a release over here, by the way. I think there was a good reason for this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's um, look, we finally have a movie that is a entire black. Because um, you saw what happened at the Oscars last year, um, and it has been happening for way too long now. And finally, you know, where you're seeing with the box office takings and money takings, that is attracting a huge demographic of people. The, everyone wants to see this movie, well, regardless of colour or skin. But it's really applying to the black communities out there. Um, and it's been brilliant seeing a lot of people working with charities. Again, a lot of the black kids are going to see the movie. Um, they may not be in a position to have been able to have seen it, so paid for them, rented out cinemas and whatnot, that's just awesome. to put the kids into the seats. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's what it's about. So, um, I was going to say about Black Panther. So, I mean, I mean, firstly, like, had we... It's good that we kind of left it a little bit of time, actually, because what has come about since us seeing it and it getting released in America is it's, it's become the biggest, uh, biggest film released this side of the year ever. Like, it's broken all kinds of records. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's the biggest Marvel opening or the second biggest Marvel opening of all time. Yeah. Like, it's been huge, like you say. Um, and I've got to be honest, like, if you remember... I didn't go back and listen to the episode, so I can't say exactly ad finitum what I said, but I think I pretty much turned around and said, before I saw a trailer for it, I don't really have any, any interest in seeing the Black Panther solo film, and then releasing it in February, to me, feels a little bit like they're kind of pushing it to the side. Sounds like something you'd say. Sounds like some hashtag soap you're so white. Now, Fe having Fem. seen in Fem, having seen the trailer... Uh, late last year yeah. I was like actually you know what this looks really good and um, then release it in February I mean I suppose if you think about it they probably had to release it then because of Infinity War there's, there's not really yeah, any yeah, other time yeah, they could have yeah. you know, they had to schedule it after Star Wars and before Infinity Wars there's not much there's not a massive window to do it um, and to be honest it's, it's proved that no matter what time of film uh, what time of year you release a film like that if people want to go and see a film they will go and see a film in their droves uh, and I think it's, it's brought out the Marvel fans, but also it's possibly brought out a, a predominantly black audience who wouldn't have gone and seen this film in the rush that they did. That's not to say, you know, I know black people watch see, Marvel think, films, but... I think it could even be a case of that it's not even just predominantly, but there's clearly a black audience watching this movie. Um, yep. And I would say that they wouldn't rush out and watch your average Marvel movie. This one is talking to them, and it's not just a superhero movie. You know, this is given. This is giving um, everyone a superhero, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously about time. Um, and it is a really good movie. It's really enjoyable for two and a half hours. And what is done uh, politically, like um, economically. Um, and what it does, it's done for communities is fantastic. Well, I, I mean, I think what's been good is it's highlighted the um, the, the blight that uh, Wakanda's in, and now, obviously, uh, because of how successful the film's been, uh, I've heard Bob Geldof and Bono are doing a concert to raise money for right. Wakanda, so that's good. <laughs> they, they, they're right, though. They've got some technologies. <laughs> they've got some technology. They're, 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 as part of the deal, like, they're going to just play U2 music oh, over there yeah, forevermore. Yeah. Um, I'm joking aside. I mean, I think... I think... Um, I think that was a joke. That was a joke. I, I think there was some great actors throughout. Uh, I mean, I would say that the weakest link was probably uh, the, uh, the J.R. Tolkien white guys 
the to- Tolkien white guys. No, Tolkien I don't white think guys. So, um, Andy Serkis was good, but um, when, I, when Andy Serkis appeared, I was like, wait a minute, is he playing the same guy? Was he playing Caesar for Planet of the Apes? Yeah, was he, is, 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 <laughs> he looks a bit different. Is he he looks like he's shaped. Yet on. Um, <laughs> different Caesar. No, my, my wonder was because obviously he was in the Age last? of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Um, That's where he lost his arm. Yes. So I was like, yeah. is that the same guy? Is he playing? Or is yeah, he like, yeah. you know, being the person who's in? So he was. And yeah. it took you a little, I think it took you a little while. It took me a little while to realise that it was meant to be him. Yeah. Um, and he's good. He's good as a bad guy. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to do a round of applause. We're, we're not home right now, man. We are. Yeah. We're out drinking at the moment in a shopping centre and it's somebody's birthday at TGI Fridays across from us and they're doing that really... Uh, that, that chant that everyone that's celebrating birthday loves to have. Oh, OK. They do, don't they? Like, no-one's embarrassed know. by having I that. I don't know. I thought, was, I thought people still sang the Happy Birthday song. Not at TGI Fridays. Not, not a fan of the Happy Birthday song. No. Nah. So out of Is date. Is that because you've got to pay royalties? So no. Oh. It's so out of date. Now, didn't the uh, nuns, didn't they... Turn in the royalties and give it to church or something. It's something like that, yeah. They've got, they've got to do something. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Circus. Andy Circus, uh, I thought he was really good as a bad Ooh. guy, solid. And then the, the swerve in it, I thought it was brilliant. I didn't really see that coming. Cir- like, Circus, uh, any, in any film, is great. I mean, you know, whether you see him as him. Like, have you ever seen that Ian Jury film? No. He's brilliant in that. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And, I mean, his work in Planet of the Apes, amazing. Yeah. I mean,. I know he's playing a chimpanzee, It was nice but... to see his face. Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Martin Freeman is just shit. No, his he... accent's rubbish. I saw someone else who said that, and I didn't have It was probably me. What's the accent, though? Because that is just his voice, right? Well, he wasn't he's doing American. that accent. Yeah, he was trying nah, to be American. he's not doing that American. He's an American he's accent. Like, why? I'm Why? Hey there, people of Wakanda. Yeah, he's just terrible. Just, no, just terrible. I thought it was fine. Better acting than the Vodafone advert, and that's saying a lot, because that Vodafone advert is shocking. I hope not using um, your data. Um, yeah, that's true. I had no problem with him. I thought it was okay. fine. But it was, again, it was a bit part. Yeah. It was a bit part in the film where you're always looking for cameras. And, and so it should be. I mean, I will say, I think, although, although there was no one bad in the cast, I've got to say, uh, Michael B. Jordan was amazing. Yeah, he's great. Probably the best villain in any Marvel film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people saying this, yeah. and because um, he was so powerful. Well, I think... He was so solid. He had a, sto- he had a he story. He wasn't and... one-dimensional. Yeah. That was yeah. the thing. And also the thing is as well, like, it was a very rare case of where you had sympathy for him because yeah. there was a reason for him doing the things he was doing. And he wasn't, re- it wasn't like he was really evil, but he wanted to kind of claim back what he felt was taken away from him. Mm. And he had a reason to feel aggrieved. Normally, it's just, I want to take over the world or something like that. This guy had a purpose. And so you didn't really hate him for that. You didn't want him to win, but you couldn't hate him like you would do a normal villain. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's a, a brilliant actor. Um, really good. And it was nice to see Sterling K. Brown yes, as his, yes, as his yes. dad's. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be making. He seems to be popping up in a lot of movies at the moment. Well, what else is he? Uh, he was in Marshall. I think he was out late last year. Marshall. He was. He was the in. Paw Patrol movie. He was in Marshall with Black Panther. It's Marshall. Uh, it was basically. It's a civil right. He. Um, what's the name of the? Uh, b- uh, the Black Panther man. Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. No. Oh my God. What's, who You're is so it? right. <laughs> Why is he so racist? I can't. Bozeman, uh, Ches- Cheswick, Cheswick Bozeman. Okay. 
Um, so he's in the scene, uh, or basically him. What's yeah. his name again? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. I think. Well, go with that. I don't know, but let's like close enough. Yeah. Plays a civil rights lawyer who basically goes around America. This is in like the early sixties. He travelled around America. True story. Travelled around America, defending people who were accused of a crime due to the colour of their skin. Right. Um, And he's in it with Sterling K. So Brown. Brown. Um, Josh Gad's in it. Uh, oh, really? Um, which, yeah, often that doesn't really sell a movie to me. But he was okay. He was... I, I watched... I recently watched Mud on the Orient Express, and I thought he was quite good in that. Um, Dan says, it's a decent... It's a little movie. You can watch it at home, like, you don't need to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go out your way yeah. for it. Yeah. But it was brilliant, brilliant, like, story, like, incredible man. Um, so, yeah, he was in that, and, yeah, he was good in that. All right, for me, the best was Black Panther's sister... Oh, man. She was incredible. What a revelation. Yeah, she was, I saw her interview before I saw the movie, and I thought, because uh, she was on uh, this morning. Um, Which in, morning? <laughs> the last morning. <laughs> on the UK program called This Morning. And um, she she come out so well. But I was an incredible head on her shoulders. The girl was like just uh, incredible. And... Um, I thought, yeah, I thought that she was genuinely, like, the best. Is she, is she, she British? I believe so. Because I tell, you, I tell you what else has been good about Black Panther as well, which I was surprised about, is unlike a lot of... Uh, I don't know why, I mean, all the Marvel films have toys. Um, but this is the first Marvel live-action film I can remember that they've actually had, like, five-inch tall action figures for. Right. Because most of them been those little... Like yeah, three, yeah, three yeah, quarter yeah, inch tiny that. ones. We don't get a lot of detail. So Black Panther, uh, they've done a, they've done a range of those. There's only three figures in the line, but it's Black Panther, uh, Killmonger. Is that his name? Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killmonger. Uh, and and the princess. Oh really? Yeah. That's it. And yeah, but but the thing is, it's the point that like normally they're you know like Black Widow. It was really hard to get a Black Widow figure. Right. So the fact that she's actually one of the predominant figures in that line, I think, is is really good. True. Yeah. So yeah. and also the fact that they've they've done them at a bigger scale, that means they must have had some faith in it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's been huge. And I, I saw rumours today, which we'll probably talk about on Dis After Dark when we record another one of those, that. Um, there's there's belief now because of how big Black Panther's been that's going to be the new area they're going to put in Disney World oh really? yeah it's a, it's a Rakunda pit uh, area where they'll ride and oh, meet this and stuff like that it's, it's, it's absolutely gone global oh it's, it's, it's ridiculous I'm so I'm glad it has done because the thing is like, like I said um, you know, at the same time I think that just because of the context just because of like the history behind the movie that alone hasn't put it on the precipice that it's on. I think that um, the performances we spoke about, I don't think there was a bad one in there. I thought there was no. some exceptional ones in there. Yeah. Um, but for me, there wasn't a bad one in there. But I think that the history and how deep they went into this movie, like the, the history behind it all, with the dress wear, uh, with the, um, the tribal clothing, um, um, there was just so much, so much research that had gone into it where the languages that were being spoken uh, were borrowed by different tribes in different parts mm. of Africa. And they really went so, so much research was made into this movie uh, to make it specific, you know, and to make it feel it like felt, a natural movie. It felt African. 
Yeah. It did feel African. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. Like, although I come out, like when I, I came out and I, I spoke to uh, my wife, I said to her, because um, she wanted to see it, but she couldn't go and see it with me. And I said, yeah, it was good. So I don't think it's necessarily as good as some people are saying, because some people say, like, you know, the best Marvel film ever and all this. I don't think it's that good. But that's not to say it's not a good film. But I will say this. It's the first Marvel film in a while that I really actually want to go back to cinema to see. Yeah. Now, I love Thor, and I couldn't wait to see it again. But I didn't, want to, I didn't necessarily want to rush back and see it at the cinema. But this one, I actually want to catch again while it's still at the cinema. And that's, that's got to say something about it. Yeah, true. So, uh, that. And uh, my other thought, of course, as well, is that I can't wait to see the Nollywood version of the Black Panther. Because oh, I've seen I've seen the Nollywood version of Marvel films, so I can only you know imagine what, how good the thing is, we're talking about it being be. a Marvel movie. It didn't feel like a Marvel movie at all. Um, it didn't like no, obviously yeah. you had you know he was really strong and had incredible uh, abilities, but it was as much a James Bond movie as it was a Marvel movie. Well, I mean the, the technology advances. The princess had. was clearly Q. Yeah, completely. for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with Banta, Aaron Sass. Well, I think like Nuki, I mean, I think uh, Ben, uh, is it Ben Whitshaw, Pattinson, Pattinson Man. I still, you know what, I've still not seen Pattinson 2. Oh, it's disgraceful, no, no. disgraceful. But it's all right, half of America hasn't seen Pattinson 2 either, so yeah. it's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, his cue's quite fun. Yeah. But she was more fun. Yeah. You could tell, like, it was definitely supposed to be a bit more of a jokey part. But she played a jokey part for that. But when she had to go and kick ass, she would go and kick ass. Yeah, you know, like, the comedy was there when it needed to be. I mean, we... So, going back to Thor, which I, I, I love Thor Ragnarok, um, we got to see it again the other day. The first time Lindsay had seen it, and I was really excited for her to see it. And she was moaning it was too funny. She was like, I'll leave the comedy to Guardians. And I said, well, if that's how you felt about Thor, you will love Black Panther, because Black Panther is the anti-Thor. Like, for as funny as Thor is... And where the action is, the Black Panther reverses that completely. Very little comedy. That's the thing. I think that and all the action. I well, think, not all the action, but you know. I feel that they've they've gone on a different line, not just timeline, but it's a different feel to the movie. You know, they've taken. They're not in New York. They're not in America. Um, it was what predominantly in Wakanda, um, and that's that's the first movie to do that. You know, just to, to step away from um, what we used to see, even like Guardians of the Galaxy, sort of. Now we've seen movies in space, but we've not seen enough Hollywood movies in Africa. Um, I mean, you could argue that it was obviously a science fiction version of Africa, but at the same time, it seemed to be fairly respectful, from from these eyes at least, fairly respectful to customs uh, and, and things of that ilk. Yeah. You know, the chanting, the language, like you say, but yeah, um, even. Black Panther getting his powers. Like, we've seen mm. how Spider-Man gets his, you know, Iron Man. Um, they're all kind of, like, typical of comic book. But this was all very tribal. You know, how they, you know, drain him of his powers and then reintroduce him to his powers. Very tribal. And even that, you feel like, I'm not watching the Superman movie. I'm watching a movie um, based in Wakanda um, about a dude who is just tough. But he doesn't fight that many times. Like, what, he has, you know, two fights to the death, kind of. Yeah. A fight at the start, fight in a casino. Yeah. In a car yeah. at the end. Yeah. What, six, six, Maybe. six fight scenes in, what, a two-hour, 20-minute movie? Yeah. Predominantly, it's a lot of talking. You know, yeah, which more than most. Do, but, like most movies do, 
Yeah, but it didn't, but it didn't feel boring. A movie. This, is, this is a movie of its of a generation, I'd say, because well, of the movement. Plus, what it has done for women folk. Because yeah. what I had the problem with, um, what's her face, Wonder Woman, where it was she, she was put, I felt, too high up on the mantle. And look, it's a woman, she's really strong, we don't judge. I felt they, that was the story they were telling. Whereas Black Panther, it had women, they didn't start so much in the background, but they started tough. Every woman, his bodyguards, his army was women, and they were the baddest fighters out there. Like, I hope we see these as much as um, his immediate family and people meeting around him. I hope we see these in Infinity War. Yeah. Because they are badass. Yeah. And what, but the thing is, it was accepted. You saw them straight away and thought, okay, she looks tough. You didn't need to be told. You didn't need to be, like, introduced to her storyline. You just accepted that these were the people you don't mess with. And the fact as well that, you know, one of them was going out, and I can't remember the character's name, but Daniel Kaluuya's uh, character, mm. one of those uh, 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 warriors was romantically linked with him. Yeah. When they went to war, she didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, man. She was like, no, I'm fighting on this side and you're fighting on that side, and that's it. We're yeah. against each other at this moment in time. I don't care if we're in love or not. Yeah. This is what's happening. And that doesn't happen. Like, normally it's the weak-willed woman, and you know, the thing is, I think, if you're... The good thing is, like, as I said, two 30-year-old white guys, we enjoyed it. But if you are a black kid who's never seen someone of their... From their background, from their race representing themselves on a film, leading a film as powerful as they are before, that must be amazing too. And, and for women as well. Because, you know, women, you know, yes, we get... Black Widow kicks ass a little bit, but, you know, not enough, really. And then you said, like, Wonder Woman, I think a lot of the reason why Wonder Woman was so successful was because women were kind of like, oh, yeah, finally. But with this film, every it wasn't just Wonder Woman. It wasn't Wonder Woman, it was Wonder Women. Yeah. There were loads of them, and they were all kicking ass. Wonder Women. That, that should be the spin-off title. That should be the spin-off. That should be the spin-off. But we, uh, as you picked up on there... Um, with the kids, definitely, like, we're looking at their, you know, potential idols or whatnot. Yeah. Um, you look at the stereotypes that we, like, that we, you know, fortunately don't have to um, encounter personally, but you see the stereotypes out in the street and you read it in the papers and you see about, you know, whenever there's crime or whatnot. But now, and when the kids, the stereotypes you see on the streets are reflected in the movies. You know, often the first person to die in a movie, black guy. Um, often a criminal, black guy. Bad guys, black guy, sort of thing. That sort of stereotype that is out there in the world has been in the movies for far too long. Yep. And is now saying to kids, the kids who were possibly, you know, a year ago they were playing with the Iron Man figures or whatnot, Iron Man dolls, you know, wrestling figures. Here's someone who looks like you. And it's important. You know, it's important for a kid to go out for whatever reason and see someone who they can relate to, you know. There might be kids out there, you know, a black kid out there, doesn't have a dad, doesn't have, you know, a father figure uh, in his life or a mouse, someone he can relate to. And he goes, you know, he might then be going out thinking, uh, can I relate to this person? You know, he needs, you know, some sort of malpresence in his life. What's that come from? Yeah. You know, why not? Someone with, you know, the morals, integrity, respect, you know. Give that kids... The three uh, eyes. Three eyes. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, give that. Yeah. Give you know what? I think the, the thing is, I, I, as, you know, as white men, 
we don't think of things like that. And it's, it's a, in a way, it's a shame that, you know, we just kind of... And it's not, it's not because of being racist. I think it's just because you're just... You don't think about... You don't think outside the box. You don't I think, think, I think about... I think racist is an easy word. Racist is like an easy stereotype that when something happens, race, racist becomes... It's not that. It's way of thinking. We've never, you know, had to personally encounter it due to the colour of our skin. You know, well, I, I mean, I was we've told never, we've never been out and been randomly stopped for whatever reason. Um, well, I have. It may have. I have, but I mean, I think that's that's partly my own fault. But I, well, I have. Geezer. I have also been told to go back to my own country here, which was interesting when I was six. Um, but no, you're right. And I mean, the thing is, I think when when you are white and you're watching TV or you're watching films and you just mainly see white people don't think anything of it yeah exactly we don't get to put ourselves in that in our shoes when we were growing up we had the Cosby Show and Desmond's I didn't think those shows were odds for having a black cast but but do you know what I mean like, but for a black audience that yeah. was like we're now being represented I never saw it like that because it, I like, wouldn't uh, do it black families on TV like unheard of that's why Cosby Show spoke to so many people like obviously especially America they yeah. spoke to so many people and let's be honest at the time we didn't know he was a rapist so we liked him we were like hey with the pudding Mate, pa- Bill Cosby was funny yeah what's funny but not those women so we've talked about Black Panther but we did say we was gonna. We haven't talked about it for the whole hour or so. Um, no, it's not an hour. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah, that's not too bad. That was a guess. Yeah, I can't see. Not too bad. Um, so we did want to talk about uh, Baftas and Oscars. Did you watch Baftas, the Baftas? Uh, I watched most of the Baftas. Wasn't was, it dull? Yeah, I, mean, I was. Is I had it on, and I watched a little bit after because I was. Uh, I was Baftas. In a, I was in a podcast at the time, oh, so I had it on so I could watch what was happening. But I wasn't listening to it. And I went back and watched a bit of it afterwards, but it wasn't. Poor it wasn't great. Um, it always has. Like I tend not to watch it because Stephen Fry has been in it. I can't stand it, so I tend to watch like pockets of it. Right. Um, but I watched most of it. I've tapped out after Best Picture or Best Film, as they call it. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that's a joke in itself. Because it was best picture and best British film, and never the twain. Because well, no, because they have to celebrate British cinema. So Three Billboards is not a brilliant. British film. Yeah, but it was made by British people. No, it wasn't. Like, no, it, was, it had a British was, director, and it was partly funded by Film Four. That doesn't mean it's British. It was mainly funded by well, Fox Searchlight. Right. The thing is, when it came about, that was not the best British film. I'm thinking. Eh, yeah, I'd want the best British film to be in this country. Paddington Two. Like, yeah, all right. But the thing is, you can't. You know, again, you cannot then discriminate against you know people taking you know British movies overseas. Yeah. You know, you cannot no. with a predominantly American cast. Uh, I've got no problem with that. I mean, as long as it's like you know funded by Britain or you know it should be it should be either funded or filmed in Britain. That should be my. I thing. like that there's a best British film. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that it was won by Hollywood film. <laughs> it, uh, it isn't your typical British movie. It's not. It's, it's definitely it's not, not a British film. Monty. No, it's definitely not. Walk like a panther, though. That looks like it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about uh, Walk like a panther. We are talking about the Baftas, and we are talking the about the Baftas. Is always interesting because the Baftas really often does imitate the awards that happen at the Oscars. Now I've been doing my uh, research. I've been going in on the Oscars this year. I've never gone in on an Oscars before like this. That's such a always because you, no, I always you watch the Oscars. Oscars. I always watch the Oscars, and I love it. But what I found in the past is the first hour, normally, I know about three of the awards. 
and right. I want to cheer for my favourites. But when you get all of the awards where it's like, that's an award? Those sort of awards, I have no say in the matter. So I have gone out of my way to watch absolutely everything that is up for a nomination. Not just movies, documentaries, short animations. I have, by the time Oscar comes around, which is two weeks, one week, Sunday? One no, week, Sunday. One, one week, week, Sunday. Sunday. March Sunday, 4th. Sunday, Sunday. March 4th. Today no, is February the 21st? 21st, yep. One week, Sunday. So I'm hoping by that time I will have seen everything. Episode title. Um, now, just before we do really okay. get into deep onto this, there's one thing that we have to talk okay. about. Edit. We've edited that bit out. Edit. Um, right, so, where do we go? Do we say, start with the BAFTAs? What you going to mention is, uh, that hasn't, I'm not sure it's come up, but I'm a bookie. What hasn't well, you come up? never mentioned that. Right. I'm a bookie. So, not only are we going to talk about Oscars, not only are we going to talk about Oscars, but get your pencil and pencils ready. I'm going to chuck some tips your way because there's going to be some odds flowing your way and there are a couple that I'd encourage people to get involved with. When we get to the big awards, they're kind of nailed on. Yeah. With the exception of one, maybe two, they're kind of nailed on. But with small awards, they're not nailed on. And the reason why, and... Because I work in the industry, I know this. When people see a price, they assume experts or whatnot have come up with it, and largely so. But those experts are people. There is no computer that is programming and creating that price. Someone will sit in an office somewhere and be like, hmm, shape of water, I've heard good things. And you'll look at the backstories, you'll look at Guillermo del Toro's history with the Oscars, Pan's Labyrinth, for example. It will look at the type of movie, the movement that is happening out in Hollywood. It will consider every aspect, and these will be the considerations. And then it will look at, obviously, competitors, and it will look at liabilities in order to get that price. But it is one. It is normally one person, because no one really has that much money mm-hmm. on Oscars. Horse racing, there'll be teams of people. Right. Football, soccer, there'll be teams of people. With this, one person. And one person can get it wrong just the same as Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway did last year okay <laughs> they can get it wrong and there's a good few awards that I think the bookies have got it wrong now I said um, to give you an example in October yeah. I gave out the tip this yeah, is October four months yeah. ago I said I said to yourself three, bull- three billboards out of Epping Missouri. Missouri it has just won an award I forget which award it was it has just won an award and this award, often, like BAFTA, often is given to a movie that wins Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah. Three billboards won it. And at that time, not a lot of bookies had it priced up because it was that much of an outsider. Um, Coral didn't have it priced up at this time. But if you were to get a price, in October, it was 25 to 1. Oh. And for those that don't know odds, 25 to 1 means if you bet £1, you win £25. The and your original price. stake. Yeah, and your yeah. original stake. So £26 for... £1. Yeah, £25 and your pound back. So at the moment, three billboards, what, four months later, three billboards is now evens, one-to-one, which means bet £1, get a pound, and your stake back. So four months ago, had you listened to my advice, you'd be sitting on a 25-to-1 favourite. In my defence, I wasn't part of the group you told that to. 
fair play, Mark. Here's, but here's I, will the be, thing. I will be for next year, that's here's sure. Here's the frustrating thing. I also didn't back it. Yeah. It was on the Sunday before I got paid the award ceremony. Oh. So I'm thinking, I'll do it on Wednesday when I get paid. Price won't change because there was no way it was going to change much. And it didn't for a week. And I'd forgotten all about it because uh, I'm not that much of a gambler, in all honesty. But, and I saw the price, it was like five to one or something. I was like, that doesn't interest me because I'm not going to, you know, chuck loads of money at it. So yeah. I left it. But a lot of people that I know got on it. So, um, so let's talk about the BAFTAs quickly right. um, and kind of go through that. So were there any things in the Oscars that you were surprised about? Uh, with the walls that were won or, or maybe people who are overlooked um, yeah there was a lot overlooked because again I had not taken a lot of interest or time in looking to see what was nominated for a BAFTA yeah. um, but when I quickly did some predictions on Sunday night 13 out of 15 by the way um, I, I had to guess a few because a lot of like um, the animation the animation clocked on but yeah. there was um was the ones the documentaries I believe only one maybe none were nominated for best documentary BAFTA that are nominated for best Oscar wow which is unusual yeah um, the uh, the shorts were completely different as well um, but again it shows like you know people's opinion because I think what they do for the uh, best shorts they take 20 here for the uh, Oscars they take 20 of the best ones out of there then they whittle them down to six right. a month before uh, the Oscars and then I think it's out of those six that they get presented to the Academy uh, to then do their voting right. um, so yeah I was surprised the best foreign picture um, I believe there was only one movie in there Loveless was the only movie um, that was nominated for BAFTA that would then was then nominated for a best picture, a best foreign picture at the Oscars. Wow. So, in those categories, again, this is why I'm saying the money could be found. In those categories, there is difference of opinion. Can but for the big ones, for the big movies, um, it seems only Lady Birds has really been left out uh, of the best picture category. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that could be. I, mean, I don't know because I, mean, I, mean, I don't know how BAFTA works in comparison to the Oscars. I mean, obviously, to, for, to be in contention with the Oscars, you have to be screened in, I think it's at least two cinemas in America by the beginning of December to qualify for Oscar Is consideration. I, I'm sure it's like two I or three it screens. Was one because uh, maybe of your mate from um, Disaster Artist. Uh, he had it in one movie and he paid for it to be in there just so it could be right. considered for an Academy okay. Award. Okay. I think it's just one. Okay. And it might be duration of time. But, but either way, and I mean, uh, you know, so, so in the UK, we're not getting Ladybird until uh, 23rd of Feb. Yeah, this, this uh, right. So, which is essentially a week before the Oscars. Yeah. And it came out in uh, America, I believe, October. October, I think, yeah. yeah. But um, I think this one, because uh, Free Billboards opened early January. Yeah. Itonia opens on Friday. They were both part of the British Film Festival. Yes, they had been screened in this country. Yeah. And uh, The Shape of Water as well was screened Shape early. Shape of Water was also, yeah, I tried. Um, uh, I was going to go. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think I think Ladybird probably just uh, just didn't make that. I, I'm assuming that's why, because it was up for no... It didn't get any nominations. 
No, no. So I think that's what, possibly why. For Bath, no, it did get nominations. It, it has been nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And it, could, it will possibly win, possibly win one. No, BAFTA. BAFTA got nominated. Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. talking shit. Yeah, BAFTA got nominated for Best Picture. Oscars, it hasn't. Right. Oscars, it hasn't. But Oscars, it has been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And a couple right. of the lesser ones. Okay. No offence, Oscar winners. So, I, I mean, I think the one thing that was very clear in, in the Oscars and BAFTA nominations is uh, a, a terrible oversight for Best Supporting Actor uh, for Jack Black in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. I haven't seen it. You still haven't seen it? Mate, it is I have brilliant. I have, I have, Black Panther is the only movie I would allow myself to see and watch that isn't nominated for an Oscar. Really? I have gone, I've gone that far in oh, that mate. I have boycotted if I, movies if it's not. But then I've purposely watched movies just because they've been if nominated. I knew, Films I've not been interested in. If I knew that was that, that was the case just so I hadn't seen it, mm. we wouldn't have been recording this podcast tonight. We'd have been watching Jumanji Cine <laughs> World together because I need to see that film again. Um, he's brilliant in it. Yeah. Uh, the best thing in it. And it's a, it's a great film. I mean, it's... It's not going to win awards except for like effects or something, but well, as you a say piece that, of popcorn fun, it, it is brilliant. It perhaps won't win, you know, Academy Awards, but there are other movie awards. There's like the MTV yeah, The thing is, it is, it is now the second biggest Sony Pictures release of all time. The only film it's still behind at this moment... Pause. Only Sony movie it is behind at the moment. No, I can't think that Have a guess. Think of a lot of films. Think of the franchise that Sony have. X Men. No, that's Fox. Nah, go on, is it? Spider Man Two. No way. At least ain't Spider Man Three. God, help yeah, me. That film drops off a cliff, mate. Look at me. Spider Man. Spider Man Two. Um, it's the only film. Wow. Uh, and and it's, it's closing in. There's yeah, every chance yeah, yeah. it will overtake it. Wow. It, is, it has been phenomenal. I mean, that film came out in uh, the week after... Well, no, in, uh, in America. Right, it came out the week after Star Wars, just before Christmas. And it did, at one point, it was going to be the most successful film never to hit number one. Then it did hit number one. It was number one for about four weeks. Oh, really? In a row, and this was after it had been in the top two or three for the weeks leading up to it. I'm not massively surprised because, yeah, nerds pay money to see Star Wars, but then Jumanji's a family movie. Like, I take the kids to see it, I yeah, take but, the wife to see it. But, but when it's, it was announced, there was movie. so much hate about it. What's been yeah. surprising is the fact that it's it, not only the people like it, the, the word of mouth has been that strong. It's a bit like The Greatest Showman, a film that um, didn't do particularly well. Like, Have it didn't you seen flop, it? no. I love the greatest show. I, I, I do want to go I and see it. Stop listening to the soundtrack. Well, the thing, but the thing is, with that, when that came out, I thought it was going to be a big hit, and it wasn't. And I thought, oh, that's a little bit of a shame. And then, like Jumanji, legs. It had legs. It has really picked up a world of its own. That's as well. what I mean. Again, this has been out for two months now. Uh, came up. Came out Boxing, Boxing Day. Day again. Yeah, yeah, another Boxing Day release. And it has got to a point now where they're doing the sing-along versions. And that comes out uh, this week. Yeah, this this weekend, um, one of the cinemas in London, Prince Charles, Prince Charles yeah. they had theirs uh, 
a few days ago. I think last weekend was theirs. Right. And now most cinemas in London, and perhaps, you know, I've not seen, but perhaps uh, nationwide, and now doing the sing-along ones. This film will not go away. And I'm glad, because I do want to see it again. Excellent. I, I spotted it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I might, I might have to pop out and see it again tomorrow. Right. So, let's, right, what we're going to do, we're going to walk through the Oscars. I'm not going to bore you with absolutely every odd and every combination or whatnot, because there's a lot of awards. Yeah. But I'm just going to highlight, you know, favourites, uh, perhaps what I think of them. Yep. Um, we'll start. Um, I used the Academy Award template uh, for order of how they listed the awards. So Best Picture will come last, and for good reason, because th- when we get to Best Actor, Best Actress, there's not much debate. No, OK. Maybe. Visual effects is first, OK? Yeah. Um, I've seen all of the movies nominated. Blade Runner, Guardians, Kong, Star Wars, War for Planet of the Apes. Visual this, effects. This award's between two. You think? Definitely. Blade Runner. Blade Runner's picked up a yeah. lot of the um, awards so far uh, yeah. this season. Um, it won the best uh, visual effects at BAFTA. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, it then becomes a heavier favourite. Guardians Galaxy, I think, Con, perhaps... Um, and Star Wars you can kind of dismiss just because with those movies we've kind of seen it before right I think for that reason I am so I've seen genius and everything I've seen all of those um, but I personally think that the deserved winner yeah I went went open weekends yeah Um, Blade Runner I'm, I'm halfway through it I'm enjoying it. I ain't got a fucking clue what's going no, on. No, that's what I mean. Like, it just, like... I, I think, had I seen it in the cinema, I'd have appreciated the beauty much more, but I probably would have walked out because I'm like, what the fuck? It's, like, to me, it's just a lot of, a lot of blah, which is a bit like the original Blade Runner, to be honest. Like, it's a... Blade Runner, the original, it's a beautiful film, but I don't really enjoy yeah, it Yeah, I can't much. get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, can I get a Corona, please? Corona, yeah. Do you want anything else? Sir? I'm laughing, I think. Oh, yeah, cheers. Thank you. Um... Yeah, Blade, so, Blade Runner's, um, there's... So Blade Runner, I think Blade Runner's in with it, but I, and I loved all of those films in different ways, but for me, the one that I would love to see it go to is Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I think the work they do in those films is remarkable. Like, they make you believe that they are apes. See, I think it will be maybe five years' time that they expand the awards and include the likes of, is it animatronic? Uh, techniques. I think that will become an award itself. Not animatronics. Um, you mean the animation? Yeah. Because animatronics are robots. Of, yeah. That type um, of acting. So I think Andy Circus deserves something. They just give the Andy Circus yeah, award out. The Andy Circus award. Yeah. I think that type of movie will eventually become because it's become so popular now. I think that will become um, an award in itself. Yeah. But for now, Blade Runner looks stunning. And at four yeah. to six. Now, you can only bet singles with these. You can't double them up, treble them up. You can only back singles. Now, four to six, bet six, get four. It's not bad. So I think it's going to do it. I can't see Blade Runner getting beaten. And it's nice to see Blade Runner winning some awards. Costume design. Seen all these. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul. Um, I will talk in more detail about the winner here later on. But Phantom Thread is absolutely nailed on here. And really? Start. It's one to seven. And 
Um, in terms of costume and design, Phantom Thread is genius because Daniel Day-Lewis plays Reynold Woodcock, um, who is this incredibly famous designer, and he designs these dresses. Everyone, people come up to him, girls come up to him in a restaurant and say, I hope one day to wear your dress. Thank you. Um, that's the level of dresses he's at. Now, when you see these dresses, you're like, you don't want to say it because you're a dude, but you're like, mate, that is a shit dress. This is the genius of Phantom Fred. They have these unbelievable dresses that really are out of style. In the movie, he talks about chic. Chic? What is the word chic? He has some unbelievable lines. Um, and chic is really coming to fashion in this time. Oh, no, I, mean, I, I agree. Because, and I what mean, they uh, have done, they have made the dresses that really ain't that nice. But Sheik have made a big comeback. Thank you. No, it so was much. no. This is when it was coming in. This is like due to it being. No, I'm talking based. about uh, Noel Rogers. Yeah, he's not up for an award. Oh, it's a shame. Should be. Um, Phantom Fred. Um, yeah, the, the, the others don't hold a candle. Don't have a chance. One to seven. It's not really basketball though. Um, the next one again, makeup and hair. Uh, Wonder, which is wonderful. I'm so glad it's up for an award because it gave me a chance to watch it. This is a film you should go and watch. Take the kids to go and watch. It is such well, a beautiful movie. Famously, with such a moral lesson in there also. Famously, like they they let you watch it for free before it actually got released. That's right. They yes, had a one yes. day screening of it. Good, good. And I hope people took them up on it. I don't know if they did, but I mean, it, again, like um, like I was saying earlier about uh, film with legs. Like Wonder was a film that didn't hit big, but no. had longevity. It was yeah, in that top yeah. five for quite a few weeks. So. You know. Ah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and had you not seen it, had you not heard of it, don't worry about the cast, but it does have a good, like, uh, support cast. Yeah. And the um, headmaster or the principal has the best casting I've ever seen of a movie. Um, hello, my name is... Ah, uh, what's the name of it? It's basically Inigo Montoya. He's now playing a principal, and it's one. Manny Patinkin? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what's his name? It's basically to do with far. And he's got a great scene when he welcomes the kids to uh, check it out once you're the kids. Um, but to saying that, um, and Victorian Abdul, well, she just looks at, like herself, but with a fat suit. I'm sorry. You know? yeah, and she yeah. does play herself. Darkest Hour, it has to be, because um, they made him not look like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, Darkest Hour, don't back it. It's uh, 1 to 16. It's going to win the Oscar. Um, now, this one, original song. This is where you can take a punt, right? Now, I'm not saying there's one to back here for a reason. I went to see Coco. Took my eldest, seven-year-old, and I, I love Coco. Coco, for me, is up there with Toy Story. Um, it, I think that highly of Which it. is amazing, because, I mean, the thing is, to me, like, this is... And the thing is, I wasn't going to see Coco. Had it not been nominated you for Best Women's Song, I wouldn't have gone out it... because it didn't appeal to me. I'm not one of those that like skeletons. Skeletons turns me off a movie. I'm not... You, yeah, you didn't like Funny Bones when you was a kid. But the I thing like is... <laughs> But the thing is, like, this is a, this is the same man I'm sitting with that three years ago hated Inside Out no, for, being so, for being still so, good. like, so unlike a kid's film. Because, and the reason for this, um, Inside Out, I couldn't explain to my kid what was going on because I had no idea. Coco, the way it deals with the life lessons in there, are delicate, yet obvious. 
Okay. There was no second guessing what was happening at any time. And what's so beautiful, after the movie, he's come out and he wants to know about his great-grandparents. Now, any movie oh, okay. that installs that into a seven-year-old, that gets my applause. I've got, see, the thing is, the, the opposite of me, I took Alice to go and see it. And, uh, you know, I was like, so what did you, you know, did you like Coco? Yes, I love the dog. That's the difference between a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Good dog, man. But it's, but it's a good dog. And when I'm seeing the movie, and me and him are getting so emotional with the final singing oh. of Remember Me, and then uh, Mama Coco chips in, and I'm like, we're broken people right now. Even he admits to getting emotional. He's a tough seven-year-old kid, man. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is going to win the original song. There's no doubt about it. And then I go and see The Greatest Showman. Go and see Greatest Showman. It's wonderful. There's been oh, the showman. Right? Here's the thing with Great Showman. I'm, I'm, I feel bad because I'll talk about it and I won't spoil anything for you. But here's the thing I'll put to you Great Showman. Now, Hugh Jackman is wonderful as P.T. Barnum. And had he not been Hugh Jackman of Wolverine fame, had an illustrious career kind of fame, he would have been nominated for Best Actor because right. people would have been watching, wow, this guy's just only, you know, singing, the dancing. He'd be owning it, but you're sitting there watching a movie that is Hugh Jackman playing Hugh Jackman. Right. When I watched Logan, it was Hugh Jackman as Logan, and I didn't see Hugh Jackman, I saw Logan. You saw Logan, yeah. But when I saw Great Showman, I saw Hugh Jackman as Hugh Jackman. There was what, no difference. What about Les Mis? Exactly right. When I saw Hugh Jackman in Les Mis, it was Jean Valjean. Yeah. Definitely, and I thought he was a perfect casting. Again, he's perfect casting. There's no other song and dance man out there in the business that could headline a Hollywood movie. Now, this film is about P.T. Barnum. Yeah. But these are all original songs, aren't they? There's no... Because obviously there's a famous musical. Yes. um, Which has one of my favourite musical songs of all time, the museum song. I'll play it to you after this is finished. I fucking love the museum song. It's an amazing piece of work. I don't know the film probably would have won Best Picture had it had the museum song in it. Um, but it's good that he's in it. How's uh, Zac Efron? I mean, he's class, isn't he? I, I, I like, like Zac Efron. I don't, yeah. I'm struggling to think of a movie I've seen with Zac Efron. The one that you made from um, Catfish, he made, the DJ one. Wow. Um, this is... I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I started no watching it, and I was like, yeah, I have no interest in this movie. Um, but he's he's really good in everything. Like yeah. he's not in the High School Musical, sung and dance, so he's got it in his locker, um, and he's fantastic. He's, he's good in Baywatch. I mean, a film I don't really like, yeah. but he's good in it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be he fair, both solid. the leads are good in that film. It's yeah. just the film itself is shit, but he's they really are both good. Solid. Good. I'm um, glad to hear that. Well, what's the one he does with De Niro? Oh, Bad Grandpa. Oh, it's, is it good? It's really funny. I think I might yeah. watch this. I was, okay. Again, I don't get turned off movies by critics, mm. but with comedies you can, because if yeah. people say it's not funny, it's like, you know, why uh, I still watched, Six Laugh Test and whatever. It's still why I haven't watched Zoolander 2, which yeah. is now on Netflix. It, you know what? There's worse ways to spend two hours. Yeah. But I, know, I, just, I just love the first one so much. Many. Um, but yeah, so remember me, is the favourite to win at four to seven, but... There's nothing between that and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. It was on Graham Norton um, the previous Friday. The, uh, the woman there performed it. Uh, powerful performance, but I fast-forwarded it knowing that I was going to see it in The Greatest Showman. Didn't want to see it then. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, now I can see why this could win it as well. 
you've basically got two songs there. Uh, remember Me is a beautiful way uh, to remember someone who has passed mm. um, or a song that you can then sing with someone so you can then remember them. Yeah. It's a brilliant remembrance song for kids, yeah. you know, and also parents. Right. Um, but This Is Me is a song for the rejects, basically. It's a song for the people who, you know, are having to, you know, live in the shadows for whatever reason. People who aren't accepted by society. This is a song for them. People, you know, any community where there will be disparaging comments about, it is for them. And it's really fucking powerful. And I, I, I noticed as well, I didn't notice it when I watched the film, actually, but it's, it's uh, made by the Lopez couple. Right, okay. Uh, who are most famous, of course, for the Book of Mormon, uh, and also a little film called Frozen. That's uh, Remember Me? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So now, Here's the thing, though, because I think, on the night, Remember Me, how are they going to come out and perform that? Who's going to perform that as well? Is it going to be, like, what version is it going to be? Because there's three versions in the movie. Yes. What version are they going to sing? It's got to be the upbeat version, the first one that we hear. Mm. The one um, from the film. Yeah. yeah. But there won't be a big safe production with it. It'll just be him and the guitar. Yeah, but it might to... be the old... Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, but you've got to remember as well that, you know, the decision's made, so it doesn't matter what version yeah, they perform. No, I know, but they will take this... T- tell them they don't take this into account because they're not going to finish on This Is Me with the whole fucking cast there. Like, P.T. Barnum's getting involved. Um, everyone's involved. And, like, and he also goes to Remember Me. I don't remember that song. That's why I think it could... Um, I can't remember there being the original at the BAFTA. Um, so if you think about having a bet, look to see what won at BAFTA, if there was indeed that award. I can't remember there being one. Take, this is me at 13 to 8. is a punt, but it's also supportive of movements happening in the world right now. And I think if, you, if you've heard Greatest Showman, if you've seen Greatest Showman, and you've heard the song, then you won't actually resent losing money on it. I think there's a very good chance and 13 that it will to, win. 13 to 8 means you put 13 down. No, 13 to 8 means you put £8 to win 13. Right. And you then you get your stake back. back. So bet 18 and you get £13 and, and your stake, stake back. 18. Okay, yeah. cool. Which is a decent little price. Okay. You know, it's okay. a two-horse race. Forget the other not not mention the others, we won't. Um, but there's a song from Mudbound. Uh, yeah, Mojo by Yeah, switched it off, boring film. Oh, really? Yeah, Interesting. couldn't get on with it. Um... Next one, original score. Now, this one I found really interesting because, as you know, I was blown away by Dunkirk. Yeah. Dunkirk made me want to go and seek out more movie reviews. And yeah. I thought, with it being Hans Zimmer also, it would be absolutely nailed on. And it isn't. Shape of Water is a one-to-four favourite. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not remembering the score that much for Shape of Water. No. Um, I remember the songs and it being very 50s and I thought that was a brilliant soundtrack but I don't remember the score mm. um, Dunkirk almost relied on the score and the perfect silence mm. uh, for almost the last scene on the beach so uh, what 5 to 1 it's suggesting that Shape of Water will win this one and I can kind of see why and I'll mention that later on mm. but Hands in with Dunkirk deserves it. 
Yeah, and I've got to say, looking at that list, I don't remember much about three billboards. Star Wars is, you know, exactly. Star Wars. They're very you similar. I wonder so. how some of these movies do get nominated for these awards. Well, I mean, the thing is, Star Wars, you know, they're, they're very familiar. Yeah. A lot of the sounds are very familiar. So yeah, it's not yeah. to say that there's not unique music to them, but yeah. generally there's a certain theme in a certain way, and John Williams has a certain style. Yeah. But... Yeah, with those others, like I said, like three billboards. I don't you know. Do, I do get the feeling with some of these awards, not the big rock ones, but with some of these awards, they put films in because they have to, mm. rather than because they want to. Which is interesting. The makeup uh, only had three films nominated, but I think it's because there was nothing else. I mean, they to could be honest, chose. I always find this category bullshit because I remember the year that uh, Tron Legacy, that was done by Daft Punk, lost out to um, the Facebook film that was done yeah, by Nine Inch Nails yeah. Man and that that score was not that great at all yeah. the Tron one was uh, the Dark Punk's score was brilliant yeah. that score wasn't that memorable it, I mean you certainly paid attention to it it was very relevant that you could hear it in the Facebook film but I can't say the music was exceptional yeah. it was just very there yeah. and I don't think that means it's good but hey um, um, production anyway. design yeah um, I reckon that's a much boring award out there yes um Production design, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Shape of Water. We've seen a lot of films repeating earlier on. I mean, the only one I've not seen is, is uh, Darkest Hour so far. You don't have to go out your way for that movie. I thought, no. I thought it was uh, fairly, very bang average. Good performance. That's what I mean, yeah. Average. That's that's what I thought it was going to be. Like, a great performance by Gary Oldman and yeah. a very boring film. And, and most critics seem to be of the same. Yeah. It, very Oscar bait. I think, I think the older generation enjoying it. Um, Maybe. But also because it is a very PG movie, so it doesn't have like the bloodiness of Dunkirk Maybe. or like the sweariness of um, uh, the Starling movie that was out recently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, out of the ones that you have seen, where would you give the award for production uh, design? Production design, I, you know what? I'd probably say Beauty and the Beast actually, but only, only just. I mean, obviously, Blade Runner, going back to what we were saying earlier about um, effects, again, I mean, great work done there but um, you know Blues and the Beast had that hard task you know Blade Runner is the future so therefore you have some themes based on the earlier film but it's kind of like your own kind of you know what you make that world to be Blues and the Beast was based on a, a beloved cartoon and they had to try and replicate that as best they can and I think they did a, uh, an exceptional job at doing that. Um, but also, Shape of Water's there as well, isn't it? Yeah. Shape of Water, I mean, it felt like the 50s. See, I, um, yeah, I, think, you know. I think the book is the greatest one, right? Shape of Water's a heavy favourite. Mm. And I think they're right because, again, there was so much set design to it also. Mm. It took in, you know, what, mainly like three, four, five places. Yeah, the maybe, movie. yeah. Beauty and the Beast, yeah, but we've kind of, we'd expected to see that. Yeah. Um, because we'd, we'd read the books, we'd seen the Disney adaptation, mm. so we'd expect Beauty and the Beast to look like that. Yeah. Blade Runner, again, I think because there's so much green screen that you could kind of take it away, like that award, give it to them for visual, but for production, I think Shape of Water. That's what I mean, like, you know, like Blade Runner was, you know, you use your imagination with that and you create this world. Yeah. But with the Shape of Water, especially, it's a period piece, so therefore, 1950s, it's got to look that way. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it stands out for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, Shape of Water is one to four, no, no value there. Uh, sound mixing, this is where we get into the obvious ones, I believe. It's nice to see Baby Driver get a nomination. Well, see, um, it, won, it won for sound mixing at the BAFTAs, didn't it? 
Baby yes. Driver. But to me, there's two categories here. There's sound mixing and sound editing. Yeah. To me, sound editing is what Baby Driver deserves it for, rather yeah. than sound mixing. I mean, sound mixing is always one I don't really get, but sound editing, I mean, you know, Baby Driver lived, um, you know, breathed on its editing and how they made the film synchronised with the musical beats. So therefore, that's the editing of it, not necessarily the mixing of it. You know, Dunkirk, for me, if you're talking about mixing, that is probably where I, I would put that, because that film was very much, for me, about the sounds of, as you said, a silence, the clock yeah. ticking. Well, things, we, can talk about, we can talk about both. We can talk about mixing and editing, okay. because it is between those two movies yeah. both. Uh, it's interesting to say about the mixing because Baby Driver is considered more chance of winning the mixing award than it is for editing. Uh, Dunkirk is heavily odds-on for sound mixing at one to six, and then even more so for editing at one to ten. And I think it deserved. Like I was blown away by the sound. Sound was some, one of the most memorable things about I, the movie for me. Oh, it's my favourite thing. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Dunkirk, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that there weren't things I liked, and that was yeah. definitely one of them. To me, the perfect result here would be either way a win for each of those films in one of those categories. Yeah, and it, I don't will, it will be nice to say um, on the posters or the Baby Driver, uh, the Academy Award winning. Yeah. It could say, sorry for it starring Kevin Spacey, however we won an Academy Awards. Yeah. But here's the thing, I think that the sad thing for me, because I was such a big fan of Dunkirk, and when Dunkirk came out, it was 4-1. to one. I believe, Yeah, you could get 4-1 to one on it winning Best Picture. Mm. And it came out in June of last year. Mm. So people, eight months ago, would have had a bet on uh, Dunkirk at that uh, price of 4-1. to one, thinking, oh, yeah, get a great price. Because mm. it looked like an Oscar winner. It looked like an absolute barnstorm of a movie. And you think, like, with a sense of uh, gladiator in that sort of elk of, like, an uh, epic movie, it, it ticked all of those boxes. Now it's now Oscar season's here. It has really faded away. It, Oscar Beatty, I think. Uh, no, I'm not even sure it is, because it, it was released in, like, the popcorn... Yes, but what I mean is is, is, is the way it was filmed, the style of it, the, uh, the subject matter, all of those things kind of combined, to me, does kind of scream a little bit. It's like, you know, the same thing with uh, The Darkest Hour. You're taking a, a, a historic event, Detroit, which completely disappeared off the radar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. again, that, that a was the kind of thing. expecting that to be in the yeah. big site somewhere around. Here. Exactly. Um, but, you know, those films that take like, a, a historical context and do something with it, yeah. um, you do kind of feel that when you're taking an event like that and making a, a, an epic film like you are, that it is going to kind of appeal to those people. So yeah. maybe that's what it was. So, yes, it wasn't released in Oscar season, but I think definitely the intention was that this was going to be a more art, 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 artistically loved and uh, achieved film than a popcorn flick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a silly film. It was a serious film with you know with heart and character. Not one that I necessarily agreed with, but a lot of people did. Um, it was not a popcorn film. It came out at popcorn season, but it wasn't a popcorn flick at all. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. Um, but I think this is where the awards stopped for Dunkirk. I think they win two on the night. Maybe three of the ones mentioned before. I think they win these two. Harry Styles not nominated, That's no? it. 
He was really good, though. I, I didn't he say really he wasn't. Good. I didn't say he wasn't. Deserving. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where it stops Dunkirk. I mean, it's going to be a bad night for Dunkirk. They are nominated for Shape of Water, the most with 13. I believe they're next with eight. Mm-hmm. They're taking two. Not okay. a great night, but it might be what they're expecting. Film editing. Uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Ayatonia, Shape of Water and Three Billboards. Um, forgive me, sorry, it's also winning this one. Um, it had to win this one. You know, you've got one movie, three timelines. Uh, the editing to make that work was exceptional. Yeah, And I there's mean, nothing that can rival it. Uh, well, Baby Driver. Baby Driver, two to one. Yeah, Baby Driver. That, that, that's it. Out of all those films, that's the only one. Three uh, Billboards... Uh, really, we'll, come, we'll speak a bit more in a bit when it comes to the bigger awards but I don't think it did enough to get film editing but Baby Driver to me did and so I, to me two horse race between Dunkirk and Baby Driver yeah I, th- I think Dunkirk takes this one so maybe Dunkirk don't do so bad three out of eight is not bad right no, no, it's not bad you take that yeah. but it, when it comes to the headlines the next morning or two mornings after because it happens over here at 4.30am so um it won't be in the headlines because it doesn't win Best Picture, director, actors, actresses. It will be in, like, maybe not even the sub-headline. So, uh, the next ones we've got are Foreign Language, Live Action Show, Documentary Show. I mean, if you want to just do the odds on those, because I know you haven't seen a lot no, of those. No, I'll explain. Best Foreign Language Film, it's hard to find a cinema showing these. Yeah. Um, Loveless has been out for a while, that, um, but it only stayed out in the cinemas for a week. Um, the Square was last year on Body and Soul last year Fantastic Woman I believe it comes out Friday but extremely limited that looks like a great story for a movie Um, but again in recent years they've really not gone with the favourite it's a really hard one to predict but I want to go and watch all these movies and I will try and watch them all Um, because The Square equally looks good Uh, the favourite at current uh, knock-ins is the square the Swedish movie at 2 to 1 uh, with Loveless at 5 to 1 which won the BAFTA so I'll check these out I've not seen the best live action short films either I stopped myself because I was really trying hard to find these and they're really not out there and you've got to then sign up for moody stuff you think I'm going to get Trojans in my computer um, and you, you have to then go to festivals to see these and I've missed the festival so but I then found out the um, Apple and Amazon are going to release all of them in this sort of genre, uh, the shorts, basically, yeah. uh, live action, anime, docu. They're all going to be released on February 28th for everyone to watch. Oh. So that That's day, that, that day. day. Okay, so come, um, we'll come back to them. Yeah, uh, but odds-wise, they are looking at DeKalb Elementary as a winner. It does look interesting. Best documentary short subject. Um, I've seen three of these. Uh, yes, please, thank you. Um, I had to switch off. I'm okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, please, yeah, thank you. I've seen three of these, and I don't need to see any more, to be honest with you. Right. I will watch them because I have to see them all. I'm like Pokemon. But um, heroin is really good. Well, hang on. There's one about Pokemon. No, I'm the Pokemon because I'm connected to them all. Oh, sorry, Get yeah, yeah, yeah. the reference. Sorry, Ash. Man. Sorry, Ash. Yeah. Ash. Not doing karaoke down Valentine. Uh, ah, cha cha cha. Um, heroin. It's only people listening. Heroin is a uh, is well worth very time. Moorish. Thirty minutes. Very Moorish. It's about mainly 
the three women who are really fucking trying to stop this fight with heroin in this um, American state. Uh, the statistics that come out of this movie are frightening. Um, the amount of resuscitations they have to do that day. I will be, yes. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. I don't like how easy this is. Oh, it's class, though. Contactless. It's class. I hate spending more than £30 nowadays. Well, for that reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, because I think the people have come up with a method that they walk up against thank you, you ever so much. and they just tap your phone or whatever and they can and get your money. So I think that's why they've kept it for £30. Pounds. It's dangerous. It's bad. My watch now uh, shows my Cineworld ticket. It's a QR code. Wow. So I just show my watch. It's the most lame and geeky thing at the same oh, time. Heroin, Moorish. Heroin, these three fantastic women um, who basically, they, uh, they are trying to fight the, uh, the crime oh, yes. of heroin addiction in yeah. this state. Uh, the statistics are frightening. Um, I won't try and retell them. But it's three women who are going out of their way to really try and like make the difference and make the statistics go down and the overdoses, because the overdoses are ridiculous. Yeah. The amount every day, um, to the point that they're not, they're, they're so used to seeing them. It's like, how many overdoses this day? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's well worth time. It's on Netflix as well, uh, so easy to watch. But I tell you what, it will break your heart. It is, I think, 24 minutes long. Edith and Eddie, um, they deserve their fucking justice, man. This is the story will break your heart. I implore you all to go out of your way Edith and watch and Edith. Edith and Eddie. Eddie. Right, 24 minutes long. Uh, the story started, this couple were in the news in America uh, because uh, he was 95, she was 96, and then they got married. Um, an interracial couple also. Uh, and he was in the news for that, for being so old. Like, you should be in the news for being 95 years old, quite frankly. But being of that age and getting married, incredible. The documentarian saw Interracial, this. though? Like, is that a big thing at that age? Not massive, but local news. Okay, but okay. for being that old yeah. and getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. Colour of skin, I guess, like, in some parts of America, it probably would be news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because the story and, like, you know, the feel-goodness and, like, love can be found at that age, yeah. the, the documentarian went to them to film that story. The, the, the story that they actually got will break your fucking heart. I was in peace. I'm still fucking angry about this. Um, Cher for watching uh, the, the documentary and seeing what happened to these people has got behind this documentary to really help with elderly care. And uh, where can we see this? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, right. it'll take a little bit of finding because it's not called Edith and Eddie on YouTube, but you'll find it. Type in Edith plus Eddie on you'll YouTube and you'll find it. Okay. But again, February 28th, Amazon, Apple, they're releasing them all. This oh, okay. is included in the short, short right. documentary. Right, okay. Edith and Eddie, go out of your way. It'll break your heart. It's also two to five. Have a bet on it. Whatever winnings you get, give to, like, an age-related charity or give to a nan or something like that because it will just melt your heart. No, I'm not a nan since I was it six, is, so... Is, oh, I tell you. 
Okay. You do well to show. If you show no emotions, you are eye roll. Oh, mate, I, I cry everything. I so. Best documentary feature. Um, I've only seen a couple. I've got three to watch, and I will see them. Best documentary feature. Abacus is great. It's on Netflix. It is all about. Sorry, Icarus is great. It is on Netflix. It is all about the guy who was behind the whole Russian drug scandal. Okay, yes, yes, yes. The yes. story started yeah. with him just helping a dude uh, roid up for a amateur bike race, and the story that he got, right. it exploded. Right. He got on this guy a few months before it got broke. A little bit like, I know this is a, a sort of thing that's not made for awards, but Resting With Shadows. In that they went to make a documentary about one thing and ended up yeah, getting yeah, a, a yeah. documentary about Again, something else. I guess that's how stories kind of work. That is um, the best. It's four to one. It's worth a little bit. I've not seen the favourite faces places, which is two to seven, which is heavily odds on. It looks like a lovely story. I believe it's about two French artists from like different worlds who go on a, a, a journey together, like an actual journey rather than spiritual. Right. It sounds like something that Channel Five will put together. <laughs> So, for that, celebrity, so if you fancy a pun, Icarus at four to one, bet one get four, bet ten get forty, is a good little bet. Cinematography, the obvious picks: Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, Avoid, It's Boring, and The Shape of Water. Um, it's already been picked pretty much for Blade Runner. It'll win for the best visual and it'll win for best cinematography, one to eight. Yeah. Original screenplay. Uh, this Ooh. is where they fucking this is. Everyone's talking, about, is everyone's talking about best picture. Everyone's talking about actor, actress, supporting. No one's really mentioned it. A lot of the bookies are hiding this market. It is so low down. You have to scroll so much to get to it. I believe because it is so fucking wide open. And oh. they cannot control the liabilities I'm looking, with I'm this, looking right? at that five. Original screenplay. The Big Sick. Get Out. Ladybird. Shape of Water. Three billboards. Absolutely wide open. And don't let best picture get in the way of a best original. Um, History-wise, not always does best picture also get best original, if it is indeed of that element. Um, I'd say perhaps not even half the time, not even half the last 20 years, has best picture also retained that award. Um, Gladiator didn't win um, best original screenplay. Mm, mm. And it was an incredible story. Um, I was never a fan. I I mean, there, in that, in that, I mean, I've not, we've not seen Ladybird, so it hasn't come out over here yet. Um, but it's got three of my favourite films of last year in that list and my favourite comedy of last year yeah. in that list. Yeah. I, I mean, And the film you've not seen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I tell you where I'd love it to go to, and I would love it to go to the, um, Get Out. I think everyone does. I but, think everyone wants Get Out to win this yeah, award. But I don't think it will. Because it deserves it. Yeah. Because it is such an original movie. But I think it will probably be a two-horse race between um, uh, Shape of Water and Free Billboards. I tell you what, I, 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 think, it's a, I think it's a three-horse race. Um, Bookies have it down, I believe, is a three-horse race. They've got, at the moment, I believe Get Out is favourite. But it's marginal. Um, we'll, we'll talk odds. We'll talk odds. So we've got at the moment the favourite is indeed get out at five to four. Bet four, get five. It's not bad. Get f- back, bet forty, get fifty. Plus you get your stake back. Not a bad little bet. But six to four. 
So if Bet40 gets 60, so that's an £10 improvement, 6 of 4 is free ball boards. And then not too far behind that, in an absolute free horse race, 9 to 4, is Ladybird. Uh, surprisingly, Shape of Water is considered the absolute, like, with Big Sick, the absolute outsider. Uh, it, it's not even a, a, a close See, one. Big Sick to me is interesting because Big Sick is based on a, on a true story. One not I heard uh, Camille Nanjani talk about on podcasts for years yeah. before it was even going to be made into a film. So I was very familiar with the story. Uh, Shape of Water, probably the most original uh, film. I mean, it's just such a weird film. I mean, I, I, I like it, but it's not really... I mean, yes, it, clearly Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro, but it's not your usual film. Yeah. Very unusual story. So that's why that stands out. Three billboards, uh, breathtaking story, uh, and Get Out, just incredibly clever. The, the thing that you must say for Get Out, and we've seen with the current uh, awards run as well, it was, what, nominated at the uh, Golden Globes for Best Comedy. It's not a fucking comedy. It's funny, so is four. It shouldn't have been in that category. Um, best drama, maybe, but then, but it's not a comedy. But let's be honest, Golden Globes are the same to The Martian. True. So you know, you know what what constitutes comedy? Well, it's amazing. In, it is incredibly original. Yeah, I could see it going to get out, and I think for that reason, it would bring the house down because it is that sort of like it's a very fan favorite movie. However, I think three billboards will win it just okay. to give. And it's that's I think it's that sort of moment in the night when you start to see the, where the swing is going to go. And I think because of this award, it will then go to three billboards. I think once right. it wins this one, it will because it's only been nominated for seven pictures, yeah, seven awards. Um, so I can't I can see for that reason almost mm. it's incredibly original. You know, a female. There's a lot of reasons. It's why there's nothing in it between that and Get Out. Yeah. I'd like to see Get Out win it. As everyone, but I think three billboards will do it. Six to four at the moment. It's a nice little price. Bet forty gets sixty. Uh, adapted screenplay. Obviously, it's wrong because Paddington Two is not there. Uh, disgraceful. Uh, again, must be because it didn't get released in America till February. Uh, fucking travesty. Um, but of those ones released, um, I see, see them all again. Call me by See, your I, name. I still haven't seen Disaster Artist, and I really... You've not seen it. You've seen the original thing. I've the, seen The, the room. room. Oh, yeah. man, I mean, The Room. I mean, yeah. I watched The Room in anticipation of seeing Disaster Artist, right. and then it didn't show. No, have you not seen Disaster Artist? It didn't show anywhere near me. Oh, like, mate. nowhere near me. It's really good, actually. Yeah. I actually really enjoy it. Have you seen The Room yet? No. You need to see The Room. Now I need to see The yeah. Room. Yeah. I feel like, because... It's, it's amazing. What's really cool, and I'll tell you this, because, again, it's not a spoiler, what they do at the end is they show... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, camera by camera their version their version and it's seamless it's I did not hear that I did not <laughs> yeah. oh hi Mark yeah it's already yeah. it's perfect um, so again these five and it's nice to see Logan there was a lot of buzz about Logan being nominated but yeah. that's as far as it goes yeah 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 Molly's Game as far as it goes nice little movie ain't got to go out your way for it DVD will be just fine yeah. if you like your poker you'll probably like it more it's a very interesting story um, but that's it. Mudbound, I didn't enjoy this movie. I switched it off, and it's got to be bad for me to switch it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, disaster Artist, who, Mark, um, is enjoyable. 
but um, call me by your name is winning the award. Okay. Um, okay. You and have I liked it. It's based. Call me by your name. Not seen it. It's basically the white boy version of Moonlight, set in mm. maybe the eighties. Yeah, I think yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with like perhaps a bunch of snobs. Right. Um, and more than just a wank on a beach. Army Hammer. I believe that's on the poster. More than a wank on a beach. Call me by your name. More than a wank on a beach. That's a sequel. Did you see Moonlight? No. Never do. No, because you told me not to. Never do. But um, fast forward to wank on the beach. Okay. Animate short. What I don't understand with this animate short is revolting rhymes were shown in the UK last Christmas. Not, like, yeah. not Christmas just gone, the Christmas before. How the fuck is that nominated for an Oscar? I believe it's due to when it came out in the USA because there's a lot of these, like a, a couple of the documentaries or I think one of the foreign movies, right. they, got, they were 2016. Mental. So you're thinking, how on earth has this been nominated yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2018? But again, it's due to timelines where they fall. Okay. So I think it kind so of... So go on, I'm sure. What's the odds? Um, this one's where you can have a bet and I'm encouraging people to have a bet. I suggested three billboards when it was 25 to 1. Yep. I've suggested the price has gone a little bit but it's still definitely worth a punt. I suggested this one was 20 to 1. Um, I believe on my suggestion alone, the price has been cut. Best out there now is 12 to 1. Most places are 8 to 1. In a lot of the big firms, Paddy Power, Coral, Labrooks, is 5 to 1. So it's been cut from 20 to 1 to 5 to 1, and that is Garden Party. Okay. Garden Party was seen as the outsider, but if you watch it, and again, February 28th it'll be available, but it's out there. If you search for it long enough, you'll find Garden Party. It looks incredible. It should win the award on aesthetics alone because it doesn't look like an animated movie. It looks like they've trained these frogs to act. Okay, okay. It looks stunning. And, And you'll watch it and be like, why the fuck is this dude telling me to put my money on this movie? Nothing is happening. But then it does. Okay. And you're like, okay, didn't see this coming. Heads up, don't let your children see it. Okay. Garden um, party. And it, but, yeah, garden like, party. Is it a sequel to Sausage on. Party? No, that's in my pants. Okay. Very good. Uh, so that's up. But what I need to say is because the favourite, and I believe it's 4 to 11 at the moment, is uh, Dear Basketball. And this is Kobe Bryant's movie, or short. Right. Um... He's famous for it. What Kobe Bryant did, for those that don't didn't know, when he retired from basketball, he wrote a poem, and it was published in the newspaper out in America. And what then happened was this poem was then made into a cartoon. It was like a sketch drawing cartoon. This was his retirement. Yeah, yeah, speech, he retired. Wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah retirement poem. So yeah. this artist, incredibly uh, talented artist, um, I forget the name, um, but they were um, then able to put two and two together and made that. And I'll be honest with you, nah, not having it at all for the reason that, okay, what you learn is that when he was younger, he played basketball by rolling up some socks. Okay, so what? Uh, when I was at school, uh, younger than 11, foam footballs were banned. We weren't allowed to play with foam footballs. We would have fucking loved rolled up socks. <laughs> they were fucking banned. What we had to do was take the pip from inside a peach and play football with that. Fifteen aside, kids chasing around a pip from a peach. There's your fucking poem. 
I'm sorry, you're just turning this into the Yorkshireman sketch. I'm not, I'm not taking aside, it seriously. Kobe Bryant, it's not that good. Good, okay. Plus, a lot of people feel that he shouldn't be nominated due to um, the stuff that he has been accused of in the past. Yes, but then you could say that, you know, this is exactly what happened with uh, best best supporting actor last year. Was it best 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 actor winner last year? Best uh, Casey Affleck. Actor, best actor. Yeah, that's why it's not there this year. Yeah. So I mean, the thing is, like, I yes, think that but again, Academy will be thinking if Kobe Bryant goes up there, there be booze. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he'll win it. Lou is a Pixar movie. It was with Cars, Cars Free. Free. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you see? It? Yeah. What you yeah, think? I went to see Cars Free. I, I mean, I liked I, Cars Free. Was the best of the Cars trilogy. I fucking hate Cars, but yeah. that was a good film. What did you think of Lou? I, I liked it, but I mean, it wasn't for me. It wasn't up there. It, it was better than some of their recent output, but it wasn't up there with their best. Yeah, fine. It, it was cute, but not That's outstanding. It. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's not memorable. No, well, I mean, I remember it, but I don't think of it. I don't look back and go, "Oh, wasn't that amazing?" I just think that was quite nice. Yeah. That was it. That was it. And again, you said about Volume Rhymes. Um, these guys have been nominated in the past and not won. It's too long. I really liked it. Yeah, One we, you we can watch it with your kids. I really liked it. Yeah, really we're well dull, so wouldn't be you know, against we seeing it. it win. But Garden Party is my tip. You want value? Okay. Get your eight to one or twelve to one if you can. Garden Ten pound wins eighty. Bang on, crack on it, bef- and do it this week. Before because, it goes up. Yeah. Uh, animated feature. It's Coco. Well, it should be Coco. But, I mean, it's loving Vincent, uh, because we've been so unique, I think it's in with a shell. It's Coco. It's, it's absolutely nailed on. If a, if a, if a animation could be nailed on, it's this one. Yeah, but, I mean, we have seen, well, say very rarely, but we have seen Pixar lose. True, true. But this one is so nailed on. I, and that's um, why it's winning everywhere. It's one, And again, uh, you, with the Oscars, you can't just take Oscars alone. You have to look at you know, the Oscars, the award season. It's winning everywhere. I make you right, Love Vincent, painting. I've not seen it yet. It's on the list. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I don't have to see yeah. it. Coco. But, but let's, one thing we've got to it's ask. It's 1 to 16. Why the fuck Ferdinand? In a year that we saw things like Cars 3, which... Although not amazing, was the best of that franchise. They don't and like nominating Lego um, Batman. sequels, though. Lego Batman. Perceived as a sequel. as a sequel in some regards. By how? Because he was in Lego but movie. He, oh my god! As a cameo. All right. But Ferdinand, because I reckon the reason being is that it's taken an original, much loved story in America uh, that was referenced. I'm not wearing the John Cena top tonight. I can't see it. Yeah, um, it's camouflage. This story was referenced in the movie Sandra Bullock won Best Actress for um, Speed Two Cruise Control. Oh, uh, what's that movie? The Blind Side. The, thank you, good man. Yeah. Um, she referred to him as you're like Ferdinand the Bull. Right. Yeah, Fernand's a classic it's a great story. story. Yeah, and, um, and a film yeah, that, I've not seen it, it. And it flopped. It's so. out. Uh, it's kids for juniors uh, movie. It flopped. And it's two pounds. It, it completely flopped. Yeah, completely flopped. But, you know, hopefully this will get them some money. Isn't it? I think John Cena yeah. needs a few. Right. So, anime feature is Coco. This is where the big ones come in. I believe that this is the only. This and Best Picture are the only contentious ones. Best director Guillermo del Toro because he won a BAFTA. He is now the heavy favourite. Yeah. Uh, before that, there was nothing really in it between him and Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Um, I'd like to see Christopher Nolan win it for Dunkirk, but by this point in the evening, 
Christopher Nolan will be so low down in his chair, having seen Dunkirk win very little. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro will be waiting for this award. Yeah. Because this is when he might then see the late spark in the run for best picture. I mean, often best director and best picture go hand in hand, and Billboards hasn't been nominated for best I will director. Be, I will be. I will say this. I do think. <coughs> I do think uh, it's a shame that, um, you know, I don't think Jordan Peele's going to get it. I think it's a directorial no, debut. I think it's a great film. But I think nomination I am, is enough, though. Because I am shocked, though. For these awards, I think it, to be nominated is big. Oh, no, absolutely. Award, you know, you and can I, say I'm an Academy Award nominee. Yeah. Huge. But and I would say as well, like, I think it's, I think it's surprising that Bill, Free Bill Wars hasn't won. But I do wonder if the Americans are not understanding Free Bill Wars. I've never, under, I've never seen so much vitriol about a film, a, a popular film by critics as Free Billboards in this whole thing, and we'll probably come on to in a second, about this character arc and how... Uh, they don't, a lot of people don't think it's a good film because it, it basically makes you want to root for the wrong person. I think those people are wrong. I don't think they've got the film. I don't think that does that at all. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Free Bills hasn't got best direction. And that now makes me wonder, is that going to affect its chances at winning Best Picture? So I, don't, I don't think so. Um, look back again, look back in history, often Best Picture and... Picture, best Picture and Director are synonymous but as recent as Argo Ben Affleck wasn't nominated for Best Director yet yeah. he won for Best Picture um, so it does happen and can happen um, I don't think it reflects in the story of the movie the direction no. I do also think that Ridley Scott should have been nominated for Best Director just for being the guy that edited out Kevin Spacey for all the money in the world yeah. you know Best Director doesn't have to mean direction just could also mean you as a person Good on you, pal, no, right for choices. doing that and yeah. for you know going to all that trouble. The movie was wrapped, the trailer was out, and he was like, "No, fuck you, Kevin Spacey. We're doing this so, without you." So who's winning this this category? Uh, it's hard. At this point, Where's the I'm money dis- on? it's disappointed that it won't be Christopher Nolan, but because of him winning BAFTA and because he really has picked up steam at this point, he's got momentum in his corner. He's one to seven now, Guillermo okay. del Toro. Okay. I wouldn't back Christopher Nolan at this point. Okay. Um, I think um, Shape of Water is going to win this one. But best picture, I don't think it's going to win. Well, let's 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 come to that because that's obviously the, the top of all. So the next one down on the list is supporting actress. Um, but I don't think it will be on the night. Uh, this is how it was listed on Oscars. Yeah, okay. But reflective on the evening, as we've seen, Baf- BAFTA did it. Um, definitely the one before did, where they're putting actresses top of the bill now. You know, me too. You know, si- sisters are in charge this year. Let's be honest. Sisters right. do it for themselves. So, the uh, supporting actress again. The the acting roles are now done. Supporting actress will go to um, and again we've not seen it yet. But Alison uh, Janey, yeah, she's won it everywhere. I, I think. I mean, the thing is, uh, judging by the trailer, uh, I mean, it looks like an Oscar-winning yeah. performance. That Just speech the you made about the sacrifice—it sounds fantastic. Yeah, but always again, a good actress as well. Always yeah. a good actress. But the thing is, I will say for it, it's a really weak field. Mary J. Blige, I didn't like Mudbound. Um, Laura Metcalf, not seen Ladybird. 
uh, Octavia Spencer. I don't know how she got nominated for this. I liked her in Shape of Water. She's likable, but there wasn't much to it. Yeah, there but wasn't then much again, to a character. But look at Judy Dench when she won for uh, Elizabeth. Was it Elizabeth in Love she won for? And she was in it for like screen time. She was in it for six minutes. We had with uh, what's her face in Name Is. Yeah. Uh, she was in half away. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she had like a Hannibal Lecter sort of uh, appearance. Yeah. And so the thing is, it's not the longevity, and no, I think no, when she was not. in it, it was good. But my long, uh, question is longevity. The question is, does she bring anything to the table that anyone else could have done? Yeah. Anyone else could have done. I, that. I, you say, I think that there's one strong I lead think, from that. Uh, for me, I'd love to see uh, Leslie Manville win it for Phantom Thread. Um, again, I encourage you to watch this movie. Uh, I forget the name I of the director. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. And yeah. The problem is, is that, you know, like, we, we always had that running joke about, uh, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis drinking our milkshake, drinking it right up. Right. Uh, but, to be honest, like, to me, like, that is a film, uh, There Will Be Blood, which obviously did very well at the time uh, for the Oscars. It's a film where I think it's very much a one-trick pony. It is yeah. purely... Uh, the film's him. Yeah. Um, the film is actually fucking boring. Yeah, the film with an boring. exceptional lead performance. Yeah, and so to be honest, that puts me off a lot. Paul Thomas right. Anderson. Here's stuff. the thing: does me too, and I wouldn't have watched this film had, had it not, not been nominated, right? Yeah. But it's a really, it's a good film with an incredible performance. Right, it's a good film, okay. um, but it's because there was something going on in the background for their world of blood that you had to follow it with um, Phantom Thread. There isn't. There's background noise story, but it's very character-driven. It's their... At what point in their lives that they meet, it's their relationship, it's them. You can relate to it in terms of relationship. Yeah. Um, but the one line that this guy comes out with, and she's got a tongue in her. I referred to it earlier. He, his performance, is almost like Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey in that when she's in the room, she commands it. And when she opens her mouth, it can be sharp, what she chucks out. Yeah, there. I mean, you know, and thank you, Rob. I mean, like I, I think he's very, fantastic as an actor. But. Daniel Day-Lewis, like, in this performance, he's really, like, at times, he's quite soft. He's really within himself at times. Right. Because of the character he's portraying. It, honestly, go out of your way for Phantom right, Fred. So what, what are it's odds? really good. What are odds? I'd love to see Leslie Manville get the, the line that she says about that I will go through you. Wait for that. And the reaction at the end of drinking her tea is at, if you can ever pull off that line, she deserves it just for pulling off that line. Lucy Manfield's a, a, a kind of like a journeywoman. Yeah, uh, totally. Been around forever, doesn't really get recognised, so it would be nice uh, as well, I suppose. But but... She, she, she's not in the running because it's going to uh, Alison at one to six. Okay. Um, yeah, like these these awards are spoiler alerts because they are going to win. Uh, supporting actor will be won by Sam Rockwell, and rightly so. You know what? He's I mean, one to five. The I'm... only possible contender is the only movie I've not seen out of the five nominees. Uh, Florida Project. Florida Project. I've got it at home to watch. Um, I, I just haven't watched it because the thing is, like, it didn't feel like a film, even though it's set. The, the, so, like, the name, The Florida Project. Yeah. That is a name that that was the code name for Disney World. Right, right, right. That's how they bought the land cheap. Uh, was because they didn't say it was Disney. Just they got the, bought the land cheap because it was the Florida Project. So it's set in the surrounding area, but it's not to do with Disney, really. But it's to do with Orlando, but not yeah. to do with Disney. Wow. So 
I want to see it, but I got the impression from what I knew about the film, it wouldn't be a film that Lindsay would particularly want to see, so I need to pick my time to watch it. So I haven't seen it yet, but I've got it to watch, yeah. and I've heard very good things from people that have seen it. So Defoe is always good. Yeah. Anyway, he's, good he's, value. But he hasn't um, done much in recent years. Like, he's, no. he's kind of been missing since but he's, but in this in this role, excuse me, in this role, he kind of it's a, it's a good role for him normally he's playing some kind of villain this is a very positive role so it's a, a little bit out of the comfort zone you normally expect to see him in so that's that'll be good um, um, I think it's a brilliant it's a brilliant ensemble for the cast like Chris Bumble was brilliant deserving Woody Harrelson deserving the nominee um, Richard Jenkins I thought was, was great in, I loved the little scene because uh, the scene where he's sitting down on the sofa and they're recreating the tap dance I love that yeah. I thought that was brilliant but even I mean I, I thought he was good for out. He's one of those actors again. You know, to me, he, my favourite role of his is still probably Step Brothers. But everything he's in, he's good. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's probably a role in that. Very good. He's uh, in this film, exceptional. He's a good the the bit in the in the in the cafe when he's trying to uh, you know show his interest in, in yeah, the guy that works there. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And you said the tap dancing, excellent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but to Sam me, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Rockwell it's a it's also, fact, it's a character arc that we've Hulson, not seen for a long time because he starts off as a bad guy and he kind of hints as a bad guy, but he's also a good guy. It's and he's great, and that's the, that's the, that's the thing about Free Balls. As I was trying to say earlier, the, the thing is he does not get redeemed by the end of the film. What he does by the end of that film is shows that he's not just a racist bigot. There is more to it there. He's learnt some of the error from his race and that doesn't mean that that makes him a good person. It just means that like most humans we have flaws and at the end of that film he has realised some of those errors. He's no, by no way near a good guy at the end of that film but he's, better, he's a better person than he was at the start of that film. Yeah, sure. There is, a, As you say there's an arc but that does not make him a good guy. And that's the distinction. People come away with three billboards, turning around and saying, he's redeemed by the end of that film. No. no. And the thing is, neither is she. No, that's the thing. I've said this a number of times. The film is grey with characters. You do not... Anyone you think is a light character, is a white character, isn't. They are grey. There's, there's, there's black and white on both sides, but they end up grey. There's good and bad, and, and that's it. There is no good people in that film. There are hints of good and hints of bad. They are great. Um, Sam Rockwell was a revelation. I actually prefer Woody Harrelson in uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I liked him in, in Free Billboards, but I fair. thought he was a like he had a more interesting role yeah. in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I thought fair. he was a much a, a more interesting character. Um, good in Free Billboards, definitely Sam Rockwell's film. Yeah, Sam definitely Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. But in saying that, leading actress is going to go to Frances McDormand. There's absolutely no doubt well, about it. You see, the thing is, I, to me, and I was shocked by this, I honestly think, even though I think Free Billboards is probably my favourite film of last year, The Shape of Water and Sally Hawkins' performance, and her, of course her performance in Paddington 2, meant that she deserved it. I thought her acting in that film was exceptional. Shape of Wolves, I thought she was stunning. If she had a wank on the beach instead of the bath, she, she got her tits just, out. She just stood a better chance. She got her tits out. Hairy muff. Hairy muff. Yeah. Um, she, she's good in it, but Francis McDermott. She has. I think the difference is also, again, you need to, uh, momentum wise, Francis, you know, Francis Sally Hawkins has not beat Francis McDermott Francis in any Mc, award. But Francis McDermott has three amazing scenes in Free Billboards to me. Yeah. She's good for her out, but she has three scenes which is exceptional. 
for me, Sally Hawkins, every scene she's in, she's excellent. OK, she's not going to win. Like, this is, uh, no, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm just saying, my preference of the two... Yeah. And I, but, really? Prefer her performance? And yet, for me, Free, free Billboards is still probably my film of the year. Yeah. But I think she was a better actress for the entire duration of the film the overall film. See, I think, because I've been hearing, like, uh, again, like, borrowing to the best picture discussion, um, a lot of people have said that they can see Shape of Water winning because of the Me Too movement, because of women empowerment. And I'm like, dude, did you catch three billboards? You've got a female lead character who could, if it was to be a male lead character, would be Denzel Washington like man on fire she is a woman on fire she is out there oh, woman's kicking ass taking names yeah um, and yeah it's her award and um, but Sally Hawkins was a great performance also. Thing, you know what even if she doesn't win if this gives her career a boost yeah not, not, not that she's not, not having a good career but if this gives her even better roles and more exposure that's enough for me. I think she's somebody who has proved time and time again she's an exceptional actress. The first time I really paid attention to her was in Maiden Dagnum. Have you yeah. ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked her, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I thought, she's one to watch. And I mean, by that point, she'd been around a few years. She's but, one to watch. You know. I'm going to hear my dead name. <laughs> um, but yeah, France with Dermot, I think you're probably going to win. I offered her out uh, as a... You offered her out? <laughs> yeah. I'm on outside, really. Come here, old lady. <laughs> um, offered her out as a tip when she was four to five right. which was a great price for something that was obviously going to happen and now she's one to twelve yeah. um, so listen to me when I say garden party to you yeah. um, best picture it's a two horse race fucking hell the post well, got an award well, yeah, a nomination the post, the post, <laughs> well this is the thing the post like no one talks about the post until we get to the last two awards Be- oh sorry we'll get to sort of, uh, Gary Oldman's award in a minute but um, lean actress Mel Sheep gets a nomination for the post, and it also snuck in the nominations. It kind of beat out a couple others that uh, uh, a lot of uh, people felt was going to get the nod in front of the post. Um, have you seen the post yet? No. It's a good movie. I think everyone that's seen yeah. it has walked out saying, that's better than I thought it was going to be. I... Then they remember it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Then you remember that Steven Spielberg don't really make too many bad movies. And you're like, well, okay, it's Meryl Streep, it's Tom Hanks, but they're not. It's not them. This is my Where thing. Phantom Fred is him, and it's mainly him, but it's also them too as well. This is my thing but with the post. With the post, it's a really interesting story, and you're like, man, that happened like not that long before we were born. But see, the thing is, and this, you know, we've talked before about, you know, we've got unlimited passes, and you know, we're able to go and see films that we probably we wouldn't have paid the number of films you've seen, especially the Oscar season. You wouldn't have done had you not had this pass. Um, I'll be honest with you, due to the restrictions on Cineworld, I've seen probably more films at view than I have at Cineworld because they don't... That is very true as well. Um, so, in saying that, I've paid for a lot of these movies. Which is why you're, you're always brassic. Um, <laughs> exactly but, but the, the fact is, is that something like The Post is a film that I would happily watch if I could have rented it or I could have viewed it at home. I've got no intention of spending the best part of three and a half, four hours going to the cinema, watching the film, coming home again. But you know what? And seeing it on a big screen just if, does nothing for me. If there was no Oscars, would Free Billboards be the same movie? 
But you, well, it'd still be a good movie. What are you talking about? No, right. But would it still be the sort of movie where, like, I'll watch out when it's out on DVD? If, if Free Billboards... If it didn't have the buzz if about... I, if I didn't watch Free Billboards and said it came out on DVD, my experience would... My enjoyment of it would still be the same. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's the thing. Quite often with films... And it, this is a thing, like, if you're going to see a spectacle, you know, we looked at Blade Runner and King Kong and, uh, you know, Planet Apes and stuff like that. You go and see those films at the cinema, you get the big sound, you get the big screen, Dunkirk, big effects, brilliant. But to go and watch something like Free Billboards, to watch something like The Post, um, they're not spectacles. They're great films, they're not spectacles. And to me, going to cinema, really, if I'm going to cinema, I want to see a spectacle. Yeah. I, I want to see a good film, but if I can see that good film at home, my experience is going to be the same. See, here's the thing. Comedies right? are different. I come up with this, uh, just today, I come up with this theory of movies, cinema and home, right? It's interesting you mentioned that. I come up with the concept. I was talking to someone about Kingsman 2, which I thought was awful, right? Mm. And he said it wasn't that bad. Now, here's my theory. Bad movies are worse than cinemas. Reason being, there's nowhere to go. If you're at the cinema, you can't look at your phone because someone's going to say, Oi, put your phone away. And you well, can't you start talking to your mate because someone's like, shh, try to watch this. Which I had to do in Greatest Showman, by the way. There was, I, I was in the cinema on my own. People came in like five, ten minutes late, sat two, three rows behind me. They had the whole fucking cinema two, three rows behind me. And they were just talking. And it was like, try to be hushed, but like, we're the only yeah, ones yeah, in yeah. here. So it's very Why are you loud, fucking yeah. talking? And it got to the point where there's like a big, powerful number sort of thing. And at the end, like, because they had to talk over the music, they're really loud. So I'm like, I had to say something at that point. And then they just shut up. Bad movies are worse in cinemas because there is nowhere to go. You don't have the distractions. If you was watching, like, Zoolander 2, if you're watching Zoolander 2 in the movies, your sole concentration is on the movie. You're watching Zoolander 2 at home, you can be like, check your notifications, go and get a drink, movie's still playing, go and get something to eat, movie's still playing, you know, play a game on your phone, movie's still playing. What, one other key think, thing... Yeah, it wasn't that bad. One other key thing is you've not spent the best part of 15 quid to go and there see you it. Go. Not just the money, but and also the time. the time. Precisely right. However, uh, great films are even better at the cinema because if you see a great film like Three Billboards, you'll tell people about it. But, I mean, the thing is, like, for me, so I saw Three Billboards the, the opening weekend, um, Sunday afternoon, probably about 40% full, 30% full, enough. Pe- enough that people laughed at the right bits, got emotional at the right bits. Had I seen that film six weeks into a run mm. and gone there and, and seen it on my Todd, been no different to watching it at home. Yeah. No different. So the thing is, I think the timing, and that's what I said about comedy earlier, that's the same thing. If you go and see a comedy opening weekend, you're going to see it with an audience. You're going to laugh at the same jokes. But I also think that with a great movie, you want to be captivated, right? Mm. If a great movie, it will get you in. If you're watching a great movie indoors, there'll still be the same sort of distractions. Yeah. And they might tempt you in sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was my theory anyway. Uh, best uh, actor is Gary Oldman. It should, in my humble opinion, it should go to Daniel Day-Lewis. He is phenomenal as Reynolds. And yet Walker. a lot of people think uh, Timothy uh, Charmaine. Because he's social media. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know social this kid at all. Like, but young, he, uh, if, you don't, if you don't watch a film, it's a good film. Uh, you know, yeah, I but think again, like, it's a, a, a I film that I wouldn't like go out of. I don't think it's for you. But, but I've got no problem with gays. 
No, say? not just that. I just, I, I just think it's, it is a slow burner. Stay with it, and you kind of like, yeah. I'm talking to the person that couldn't even get on with fucking uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Minds. Don't talk to no, me you know about what? films like I'm that. Honest with, you, like, with that movie. I, I know your I excuse. Took, what is my excuse? excuse? Your excuse was you was too interested in the woman you was watching it with at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so I will try again with that movie. Yeah. Because um, when you're watching that movie, I'm guessing that if you zone out for like ten minutes and then zone back in, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like Neighbours where you don't watch it for seven years and you know exactly what happens yeah. after five minutes. Like. Yeah. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> deserves to win. Um, I think Phantom Thread is the most quotable movie that has been nominated for one of the main awards, possibly of all the awards. Uh, see the movie, and you'll be talking about breasts. Oh, sorry, your dress up. Oh, sorry, right up. Oh, mate, <laughs> yeah. There's um, yeah, so many quotable I'm not, lines. In again, this. it's not going to happen. I would it won't happen. It's going no, on. No, I was going to say I would. I would love it to be uh, Daniel Kaluuya, just because. Yeah. Sorry, I was talking about um, your man from Call Me by Your Name. If you don't watch this movie, yeah. find a copy. Wait for it coming out on DVD or on TV or whatever, and just fast forward to the end to the credits. It's unbelievable what he does. Okay, cool. Unbelievable. Uh, so Worth last... watching for the credits. Okay. Doesn't get said enough. Right, best picture. Here's your awards, nominees. Yeah. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Ladybird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I've seen all but Ladybird. Um, and I've seen all but uh, Ladybird, Call Me By Your Name and Darkest Hour. Now, oh, no, sorry, I haven't seen Phantom Thread. Here is a question. Yep. Can you question. name one actor that appears in two of these movies that have been nominated? That have been. One actor that has appeared in two of these movies. No, I can't. Any listeners back home, please shout out the answer. We won't be able to hear, but at least someone will tell you to be quiet. Is it Harry Styles? No, he's only ever been in the Juan movie. Juan. Juan. The one... Danny Kaluuya. I'll give you a clue. He's in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's Sam a Rockwell. He. It's a he. Sam Rockwell? He's in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And... Oh, the uh, the kid that gets thrown out the window. So the kid that gets yes. thrown out the window. Yeah, he's yes. in, yeah, 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 it's a brother. Yeah, he's the brother. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was watching it, when I was watching Three Billboards, I was like, "Where do I know that kid from?" Yeah. And then that's right. I looked it up. That's, that's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. One guy. Um, yeah. I believe. I think it was Brian Cranston. Was the link last year? For he was in Trumbo, but he was also in. Uh, I think he was in Spotlight. I believe. Ah, uh, he might have been, yeah. Um, Two-horse race. Shape of Water, three ball outside Ebbing, Missouri. And all the Oscars, all the awards, builds up to this moment. I think at this point, because three ball hasn't really won an award, perhaps it wins original screenplay. Mm. But it's not won an award until we get to... And the Oscar goes to for Best Actress, for Best Supporting Actor... It steals momentum away from Shape of Water, which has kind of been nominated for, what, 12 awards beforehand and won um, a couple, production, director, 
sound. Well, look, I think it's winning three awards. We, we turned... you would have heard Shape of Water 12 times already by this point. Shape of Water for, for only winning, what, um, a f- four, a quarter of the awards? Mm. Yeah? It will lose momentum. Three, bill- three billboards comes in with the actress and best supporting steals momentum plus it's got the history of winning the BAFTA also doing well at the Golden Globes even though they weren't head to head Three Billboards wins as the best so picture so Three Billboards best picture even so, though it's not nominated for best director so I, I mean for me uh, of that list as I said and I mean the thing is we, we watched The Shape of Water the same night uh, the preview yeah. uh, we talked about it we didn't record it but we talked about it both felt the same way both felt it was a very good film but both of us enjoyed Free Billboards more. Yeah. Free yeah. Billboards is a film. Shape of Water is a film I'll probably go and watch again at some point. I want to see, yeah, see it again. I, d- I do want to see it again. But Free Billboards is a film that I think I will watch again and again. It's a film that you tell people to watch as well. I yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't think you tell people to watch Shape of Water. No. I don't think you'd be like, you well, like, you like, you're, you fancy monsters, don't you? The mo- my mother in law saw an advert for it and she said, Oh, I'm, I'm sure you said about this film. Did you yeah. say about it? Because it looked quite interesting. I said, Yeah. I said, no, I think you'll probably like it. Yeah. I won't um, tell people off it. No, I mean, it's a good film, but to me, Free Billboards is the film. Yeah. You know, I went in there, had not seen the trailer because you told me, Go and watch this film. You told me who directed it, and I was like, Okay, now I'm interested. Yeah. The title put me off. Watching it, I was blown away. I thought all the acting was good. Well, the story was good. You know, I said I like the fact that it's not clear cut. Normally, in a film like this, you get a redemption arc. You get, you know, people good at the end. You don't get that. It's an unusual film. My mother-in-law stopped watching Breaking Bad because she didn't like the fact that Heisenberg went from being a good guy to a bad guy. And I said that's what makes Breaking Bad so good because you start hating yourself and rooting for the person you was rooting for because he's not the guy you thought he was. And Free Billboards brings you on an arc like that, which no other film in that list does. Get Out uh, is probably the most fun of those films. Yeah, it's probably the one that you would be able to watch again and again and again. Yeah. And I think deserves plaudits, but of all of those films, Free Billboards is Get Out's the only one I've seen twice at the cinema, I believe. Yeah. Um... It, yeah, for, for me, free billboards all the way. Someone said, um, a lot of critics are like, oh, no, I can see uh, Shape Water because uh, free billboards is a lot grittier, you know, the language involved as well. Yeah. Um, but now I look at it, I think, well, you also got the wanking scene at the start of Shape of Water. And they don't really pull, like, too many punches, you know. They're talking about, you know, the bestiality. I don't agree that it is that, you know. She's, she falls in love with someone who sees her for her. The um, only thing, and I think that's lovely. The only and thing I don't like in Shape of Water, and I think we both agree with this, is we didn't like the fact... Because, I mean, what, what I like about the film so much is that she's mute, and she, she does a very good, uh, you know, performance as a mute. Yeah. Similar in a, in a, in a way to what was Daniel Day-Lewis's breakthrough role in My Left Foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that scene, dream sequence, admittedly, but in that scene where she speaks... I do wish that at some point during that dream scene he would have said, put it on the wrist. I just wish. Yeah, even though you don't like Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you should have done. I, I could have got tickets to go and see that the other day for like 30 quid. Show a film first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to. Um, it's like a fight club. You're not supposed to talk about no, show we film didn't, first. The thing, the thing oh, is, we didn't buy we tickets. Didn't buy tickets right, so therefore, we're not seeing yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't think you can sign up to it anymore as well. I'm oh, really? Yeah. But I mean, but I would, can sign up to show I would, film I would have loved to. Because I do. I do the reviews of that musical do seem good. Anyway, we're going off topic. 
Three billboards. Three billboards. A lot of people say it's grittier. Now, obviously, you've got that word in it. They, uh, she says cunt. Yes. And I believe she says it more than once. Elegantly as well. Now, I did my history, I did my research, and it wasn't easy. I wanted to know if it would be the first film to win Best Picture that uses the word cunt. Uh, I'm guessing Goodfellas didn't win Best Come on, Soap Dish. I didn't win Best Picture. Martin Scorsese? Are you kidding me? He didn't win it for that. Everyone was up in arms, he didn't well, win he it for that. He should have won it for Hugo. Because uh, what, Forrest Gump won that year, I believe. No. Goodfellas came out in 91, Casino came out in 95. I can't remember what it was. Was it English Patient then in front of uh, Goodfellas? Uh, oh, no, 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 so what was the what was the film then? Silence of the Lambs, 1990. So that was the film that the probably beat Goodfellas. Yeah, but it probably it was a year yeah, that Goodfellas would have lost. Yeah, I possibly. think. Possibly. So we'll look into okay. that. But uh, the Academy aren't turned off by foul language. And nor should they There's be. That. Nor should they be. Plus, I think it's using context as well. Exactly. Um, I think it's yeah, it's a better film. It's it's better well made. I can see momentum going that way. They won't. Have director immediately before Best Picture. Stylistically, I think uh, that winning Best Director will be enough for Shape of Water. Also, well, I, I mean, if you want to look at how the film was made and, and how it was done, Shape of Water is probably better directed in that con- context. But what I love about Shape, of, yeah. uh, what I love about Free Builders is the fact that did you see that? Uh, what I did in, in London the other day with the oh, the, the, the Grenfell billboards. The fact that this has now become a movement. Yeah. This is now being, you know, they're taking the concept of that film yeah. and decided to actually use it in reality, I think is is, is a beautiful thing. So to me, Free Billboards will have the longest uh, legacy, uh, also, even though it's probably not the best directed. Um, with Free Billboards, like it doesn't teach you nothing, right? It doesn't teach you about grieving like Coco kind of does. And it doesn't really show you how to behave, right? If you have that scene when your heart is in your mouth, when they should do the flashback to the last scene that oh. she shared with her daughter. Oh, it's just not even. And, yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, but that's just a powerful story, yeah. you know? And they deserve, they're the sort of movies that I believe deserve to win the Oscar. So, yeah, three billboards will be winning. And it's worth a bet. Uh, there's, I think there's even evens around. Okay. Um, it's definitely worth a little bet. So have a bet on three billboards as best picture. It's good odds. Garden party. It's a tip. It's an outsider, but back it. And when you bet, you don't expect it. You just hope you. But yeah, get on those two and have a have a go on the original uh, picture, or even the uh, original best song. There's two horse races. Like, pick your favourite. That's what's great about Oscars. Mm. If you start watching it, what you can then do is have a bet. And if you've got a bet on the best picture, it means that it gives you incentive to keep watching it, sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I can see three billboards getting the headlines, getting best picture, best supporting actor, best actress. Those three. Possibly it takes original screenplay four awards. That's not a bad little haul because it's only the, nominated for seven awards. And the big ones as well. They're the big ones. Yeah. Shape of Water, was it three out of 13? That's a bad night. Dunkirk, 
two, three out of eight. Not bad. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Shakewater could but be the biggest loser. Not, not the awards that they really yeah. wanted. I, I would still I said I, I would still like to see um, Sally Hawkins over Frances McDormand, but I, I I agree. I think she's got the momentum going in, so it's probably not going to be her night. But um, that's it for the Oscar review. Um, I don't think there's anything more we can talk about now, except you know. Post are you, you going to be watching? Are you going to be staying no, on? No, because it on starts Sky, at one thirty a.m. It's on Sky movies, so I don't watch it. I watch yeah. the highlights next day. But um, I'll be watching. Yeah, watch uh, every year. Love I it. Will, um, love, love the uh, Moet. I'll come, I'll come. I'll come round with chicken wings. Fuck's Even though I, won't, I won't, yeah, can't eat them because they're because uh, they're meat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so welcome back to Pop After Dark. Uh, is that what we're called? Hey, it's, yeah, it's what we, Pop After Dark. Pop After Dark, yeah. We've been called that ever since you joined. Is it really? Yeah. Pop After Dark? Pop After Dark. Kind of sounds like Popeye Dark. It's pop, it's pop culture. Can we call um, it Popeye Dark? Uh, dark Popeye. Uh, the t-shirts don't say that. Oh, so, t-shirt? The t-shirts are available now. Oh, good. Yeah. Spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark. Um, I think well, after this was network. the first podcast that we filmed where we were both sitting next to each other yes yeah. so for people listening uh, we're actually doing this in person that's why I've been drinking um, we're, we're in Stratford lovely Stratford yeah yeah. But um, there's a fat face I don't know when I don't know when we're going to get back together we'll probably be after the Oscars now but we'll like, probably have a post Oscars show and we'll, we'll catch up we haven't done our, year, uh, our preview of the year which we were supposed to in January right Oh, or Janny Jan, as it would have been called. Three billboards meant it'd be all right. <laughs> so February Feb, uh, hopefully by the end of February Feb, we'll be able to talk. Oh, we won't be able to talk Oscars, but we might. If we get another one out before, we'll do the year review, uh, the preview of the year. Maybe the preview of summer. We can preview the rest of spring, and because there's some big films coming out in March. Yeah. That's when the film. What comes out in March? Time uh, later. What films come out in March? I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But, nah. What no. films come out in March? I can't remember. There's a few. Interestingly, um, Tobias, my seven-year-old, he saw the trailer for that before Black Panther. He was like, nah, scared. Black Panther fucking loved it. Sat in the D-box seat, fucking loved it. Tomb Raider, not having that scared. Well, I reckon it could be the... In reality, of Tomb Raider compared to perhaps Black Panther. Walt Goggins is in it, therefore it's going to be worth a watch. Who? Mrs. Goggins? <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Goggins, that's right. <laughs> Let me talk to you, right? Uh, it's possibly something you've talked about on your podcast. I don't listen to, no, to it, sorry. No, no, no. If you're not Mark Commode, I'm not listening, quite frankly. Um, so you may have covered this already, but the Winnie the Pooh... Can we talk about the Winnie the Pooh movie coming out this year? No. Why not? Because we can talk about the next show. Because we've Honestly, been going on. This podcast is... is <laughs> Just coming up to two hours. That's plenty of time for podcasts. No one's still listening now, so we can talk about it now. Very quickly. Okay. Have you seen the casting? Yes. What have you seen? We talked about it on the last. Funny enough, we did talk about it on this week's Disaster Dark. Did you? Yeah. What did you all make of it? Uh, we only talked about the leads because. No, because they've done the voices. They've cast the voices. Oh, I've not seen the voices. Exactly. I think this is possibly this week then because I may. Have... Okay. Right. So obviously you've got the people in it. Yuma McGregor yeah. and her from Hayley Atwell. Um, her from Hayley Atwell. <laughs> from Hayley Atwell, also known as Hayley Atwell. Atwell's child. Um, Winnie the Pooh, who would you cast as Winnie the Pooh? Uh, Bubbler Ranks. Right, no, seriously though. Uh, People are trying to finish this, listen to Jesus. this podcast. Uh, There's only one man that can do the voice, the original guy. Yeah, but he's not alive, is he? No, he's still alive. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. He's still alive. He's doing the voice because it's only one person can do it. Okay. Can you do your impression of Winnie the Pooh? Oh, Barbara. Oh, maybe they should have come to you then. Um, right, uh, next one. Owl. Who would you cast as Owl? John Cleese. 
I knew you were going to say it for some reason. I knew you were going to say John Cleese well, for some reason. John Cleese did it in the last film, that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I reckon they've given it to the person, the only other person who could have possibly been Winnie the Pooh had your Cummings man croaked it. Uh, Toby Jones is our. Excellent casting. Yeah, Love exactly. Love Toby Jones. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um, I'm struggling to remember them. Uh, Tigger. It, this one well, he's a, still alive as well. Jim, Jim, not Jim Cummings, is it? That's who does. Uh, no, no, Jim Cummings. Does oh, is he also Tigger? Well, they've given Tigger out. Uh, maybe the, the, the task of two was too much. Ah, um, oh, Ice T. No, oh. um, Chris O'Dowd. Really? Yeah, you're Irish know. man. Well, I, just well, wa- dear, I just, I just watched. Uh, dear. I just watched the uh, the Cloverfield Paradox, where he's in that. Oh, is he? Yeah, uh, I can't see that. Okay. Um, now who's the other ones? Eeyore. Oh, this one's fantastic! Who'd you cast as Eeyore? No, I can't. It has to be someone with a voice really quite low. No, it's not low enough. It's not low enough. Lower. Who's Lionel Morgan Freeman? Do you watch Everybody Loves Raymond? The brother. (laughs) Oh, fuck, what's his name? Hello, Raymond. What's his name? Uh... Eeyore. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, Neil. No, yeah, I know who you mean because he's also in. Famously, he's in uh, the uh, the Night of the Museum movies. He plays the big uh, Easter yeah. Island head. Yeah. Gom gom dom dom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, Rob Rob. Oh fuck. Yeah. Rob Rob. Rob Rob. Rob Rob. Rob Rob. Dom dom. Rob Rob. He's but yeah yeah yeah. yeah great great casting. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who Piglet is. is. Uh, Rabbit. I can remember Rabbit. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Why not? Okay. Why not? Yeah. I think this is where Disney have got it right, where they got it wrong for Lion King. No, uh, no well, they've, they've cut out Be Prepared. Mm? You heard that? They've cut out Be Prepared. Be, be prepared for Lion is it King. because they can't say it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't say it. Be Repaired. They've be changed repaired. it for Be Repaired. Scar is now running a car automatic repair service. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I still don't think. I mean, how is this? How did this make news? Well, this Christopher Robin film is not supposed. It's supposed to be coming out this summer. There's been no trailer, no poster, no, so I think no it's official confirmation. Well, it's supposed to be at the moment. It's scheduled for August. Right. Untitled Christopher Robin film is scheduled for August. I think it's going to be bumped. But if it's bumped, it'll be bumped till next year because Christmas is Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. yeah. So they haven't got room for it in the schedule. So I think it's going to get bumped. But at the moment, it's due to come out in August. Yeah. They were re- they were doing reshoots last summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, London Station because uh, guy on uh, Chris Ripley on our on Days After Dark he was uh, doing some work there just after they had done the reshoot oh, so yeah so interesting but um, that's good right well that's it we're the talented done. Mr Ripley he, that's what we call him sometimes wow. gets big, big head um, right so that's Pop After Dark for Feb Feb uh, we'll be back in March we'll which is next week shit. Oh shit, man! It's, 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 this year's gone too. Going no, too January hasn't. Seventy-eight days of January. Seventy-eight days of January. And I'm still giving up meat. So until next time, I'm so dish. You're why too? Uh, yeah. Why not? Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, "I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it"? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk 
forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. Podcast.